0: You're listening to the ESO network, your station for all things geek.
1: Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Woo-hoo!
2: Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. It's time to talk about LGBT month. That's right. Welcome to June. And Darren is back, and he has a great one for us this time. We are looking at The Adventures of Priscilla queen of the desert it's gonna be an awesome adventure going where no crossdresser has gone before or it's gonna be very interesting to talk about this one and i it's been years since i've seen the movie and i think this man has never actually seen the movie before this let's welcome mr mike gordon howdy
1: are you hopping on the bus I'm I'm on the bus. I'm on the on the on the Pride bus. Happy Pride Month, everybody! Um, uh, Look, I just want to get this out on the outset um, because I know most of our listeners, all of our listeners, are cool because they're listening to this show. So we appreciate you so much. um, But I can't help but notice that you know in today's climate and everything, um, people are you know like like uh, not responding well to. Gay Pride, so I just want to make sure that everybody's aware that Gay Pride this month that we devote to Gay Pride was not born out of a need to celebrate being gay, but because it was born because the, the right to exist without persecution was necessary. So instead of wondering why there isn't a straight pride movement or straight pride out there, be thankful you don't need one.
2: Exactly. When they don't have to celebrate something that you're part of, that means you're doing something right and that, you know, you've been, you know, not persecuted for it.
1: Yeah. We've been blessed, you know, I mean, you know, we've had, you know, February is black history month. Uh, may was, uh, Asian and Pacific Islanders month awareness. Like it's, it's time to, to reflect and, and get to know these marginalized communities because uh, a lot of times they're being persecuted and they don't have the same rights that you, we take for granted. So, um, and understanding that is, is important and that's why we devote a month to it. So the reason why there's no, Hey, how come there's no straight month or whatever? It's because we don't need it. We've had every day is straight month. <laughs>
2: you know? Right. And it's <laughs> the same way, you know, people complain about black history month or, and it's like, why isn't there a white history month or whatever? Exactly. It's like, it's like, every day is white history, you know?
1: Right. So this is our little like, so, you know, look, I, you know, getting off the soapbox, this is our little, uh, our, our little way of saying like happy pride. And we are going to discuss, like Mike said, a movie that I just so recently saw. And it's a very, uh, for a change. It's a very happy, uh, sort of, uh, movie, um, about, uh, the spectrum. Um, and, uh, uh, folks in the spectrum. And, and it was good to see it. And uh, I encourage people to go see it. We will be spoiling it. So if you have not seen this movie, uh, feel free to, you know, it's on Amazon. It's available at uh, rental and purchase at various places uh, that we don't get paid to advertise. So um, so get it and watch it and then listen to us and talk about it because, uh, you know, we've got our crew here, Mary and Darren, and, and it's going to be fun.
2: Exactly. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to do. And you know what? Please write us feedback at our station one.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys, you know, your thoughts on this, your thoughts of gay pride, just, you know, just where everything is going with you and, you know, what you guys think of all this, you know, what we love hearing from you. And, you know, we also love getting feedback. And if you get a chance, please leave feedback for the show. Five stars would really be appreciated. Five sarcastic stars. If you're not enjoying the topic. You know, just show it to the man, shove it in their face, give us five stars either way. So it's a good thing. And, of course, let's say hey to our patrons. Patreon folks, we love you guys. Thank you for everything. We have a new episode of Earth Station DCU Classics coming your way this week, so you should have it by the time this show goes live. So you should be, you know, seeing what Drew and Kevin have come up with, and it's exclusive only to the ESO Patreon folks. And we want to also give a huge shout-out to our friend Tyra Burton, who just upped her... Uh, pledge to the ESO Patreon folks from a dollar to five. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We do appreciate it. And thank you to everyone else who's been helping us out. And you know what? It's a great thing. And you too can help us out by just going to patreon.com slash ESO network. Not that difficult folks. And for as little as a dollar a month, you too could be a patron of the ESO network speaking of the ESO network, let's give also a big shout out to our friends over at Tifosi optical. Tifosi optical is great and they are a big supporter of ESO and everything we're doing. So, you know what? We want to give them a huge shout out with the amazing sunglasses that they have and the, the safety goggles and the gamer glasses and all the other types of glasses you can find on their website. It's pretty awesome. And most of it's customizable. You know what's pretty cool about being customizable is you could choose your own colors for the lenses, for the frames, and you could also use your own prescription into it also. To Fuzzy Opticals, that you know, basically versatile you might want to even say check it out to dot and as a way of saying thank you you too could put a coupon code in of earth station one and you get 10 percent off your whole order not just one pair your whole order check it out to fozy and now we're here with new friends of the show let's say hey to jeff adam and nick of the you hate to see it podcast welcome guys hello thanks
1: for having us absolutely welcome to the station um for those people who may not know uh, what your podcast is about, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started and, and what your show is. Um, it's your turn. Basically,
3: <laughs> the expedited version of how we got started is we're three best friends from college. After we all started to graduate, um, our friends would tell us that they really enjoyed when the three of us would just get together and just talk. And mm-hmm. shoot, the, shoot the crap together. So uh, I'm saving that one. That You're one swear for it. later. Okay. <laughs> I would have blew um, the
4: load right away.
3: Yeah. Um, and so we're so they like said so that they just enjoyed sitting there listening to us, and then we went. We can monetize that. We're still waiting to do that. So it's
5: a process.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, so so okay. So when did you start the podcast? Um january of
3: 2020 so we just barely got in before it was cool to
1: have a podcast (laughs) Like, (laughs) right there we just hit it (laughs) i uh i was reminded actually just recently of a cartoon that's been going around for a while where it's like uh it says something about like um three white guys hey we're really good at having discussions oh did we just start a podcast like (laughs) it just seems to be so common um and I guess guilty is charged for us too, because we've been doing this for, well, too years. long. Too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just a warning. Some, it just, uh, sometimes they don't end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so what do you guys do on your podcast? What do you talk about? Do you talk about anything and just have conversations? <laughs> Looks like you do some interviews.
3: Yeah, so we That's been more recent. Yeah, that's a recent thing. That's since we became really with Steve that uh, we started doing interviews. But it kind of was just, you know, three best friends chatting and just talking about our lives and stories and stuff like that. And eventually you run out of stories and your lives are boring. So you don't have new things to talk about. (laughs) So then we started to have people on the show... And when we ran out of friends or Facebook groups to reach out to, then we got Steve (laughs) who then gave us things to do and people to talk to. So Yeah, we told the same stories over
4: and over for like a couple of months. It got to a point
6: point where Adam had to put make a list of stories, we're not allowed to talk about anymore. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, because I'm the editor of the of the podcast, so I like had a list of things we no longer allowed to talk about, and there were times I was cutting f- stories out of episodes because we've already said them, and like if I can remember hearing them, <laughs> like then that's an issue. So, <laughs> so I was yeah, like, I'm I sick mean, of this, and so we have a list of banned stories, and it was just there for. I mean, like it still is, like just us getting
4: drunk and talking but
6: sometimes too drunk
4: yeah something that's happened a few times let's put it this way we ran out of so much stuff to talk about we have an entire episode dedicated to us debating cheeses
3: Uh
4: wow wow
3: wow. (laughs) honestly one of my favorite episodes is still to this day the great pizza debate that was a good one that was a good one (laughs) we we went through and ranked our favorite pizzas going from like Nice to fast casual to frozen, like uh, that,
6: those were the two most heated debates we had, and then we had an actual religious
3: debate. Yeah, that was fun.
1: Yeah, well, you guys are you guys are centered located in the Chicago area, and pizza is like a big thing in in that area, correct? I think I'm the only it's, one who likes deep dish. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, <laughs> I like it. I just I'm I'm with the people. I understand
4: the argument of it's not really pizza. I get it. But I, I do like it. I think it's
3: pretty good. <laughs> I hate deep dish pizza. I like Chicago style, but I hate deep dish. And yes, they're different. <laughs> ah, that's true. That is fair. Yeah. But, yeah I, so, I agree with that. So, so deep dish, what people would think of as deep dish is like the cheese on the bottom, the sauce on top with the big chunky sauce. Um, that's deep dish pizza. And then there's Chicago style pizza, which is like a regular food format of pizza regular layering but in a deep dish crust still so it's a deep dish crust but sauce first then cheese like a normal pizza that's chicago style
1: gotcha gotcha which is actually yeah.
6: harder to get than you'd think oh okay. yeah yeah like a, places
3: out here only really do deep dish
1: well you know let, let me tell you after spending a lot of time in the midwest and then moving to atlanta uh finding anything that's comparable to deep dish or anything Chicago style is near impossible.
2: Oh, it's really, they have crap pizza here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, <I> know, <laughs> we hear that a lot, actually. Uh,
3: yeah, I hear that all the time, but I've I lived in uh, like the New Hampshire area for a while, mm-hmm. and I got so used and fond of the floppy pizza that you have to fold up and it just drips grease. Like for some reason, I mean, I was there for a year and a half, and now. I love that pizza, and I can't. I always, still to this day, will fold pizza in half, even if it doesn't need it, because I have to, and and yeah, it's
1: great. I uh, I grew up in in Massachusetts, and I never have folded my pizza, but uh, um, it is a different thing, and it's, it's very different. It's pizza is one of those things that's very regional, very much like. Um, And it's great to, I mean, look, we can, we can, we're already starting to talk, almost take over this (laughs) podcast talking about it. So, I mean, I'm already hungry for pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I had it last night. I could go for some more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so you guys met in college. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. Correct. So did you have, were you all like the same major or coming? Did you come from completely? Are you (laughs) all from? and I are exactly (laughs) the the same. same. (laughs) Exact same. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So Nick and I met because i transferred to western illinois is where we all went i mm-hmm. transferred there my sophomore year and nick was my roommate that i got paired with well i had a separate room but then they're like oh, you guys will have to pay for like single mm-hmm. like rooms or you can like room together and we're like a oh, bucket like oh there it is it's gone. Yeah.
3: There's a swear. God, Jeff, you used it for nothing.
4: <laughs> I told Wait, you. No, we, we each watch.
3: get we each get one. Hold on. Oh, we each can have one. Okay. I hope so.
4: So yeah, <laughs> I moved in. With I'll be I the used.
2: judge of that, folks. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um. So
4: yeah, I moved in with Nick, and then junior years when we met Adam, when mm-hmm. I moved out and moved into a house with some other people, and then they basically both just lived off my couch. So.
6: Yep. Yep. I lived across the street, but I <laughs> slept on the couch.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, and so you guys uh, obviously uh, were able to converse. And in social scenarios, people just enjoyed watching you converse. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? That's really Uh, it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm
4: not, I'm not a very approachable man. I don't know if you can tell that by just looking at me. Um, I wasn't going to say,
2: I wasn't going to say anything really.
4: And in social settings, when they're either afraid of
6: him or they think he's Jesus. Yeah. It's really one or the other.
4: So, in in social situations, we're all drinking. We're the three, like, idiots constantly trying to do stuff or bashing each other. So, that's kind of who we are.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: Even if the party's not going great, like, we're usually found in another room being absolute idiots. So, we will hide in the basement. Yeah. Drinking.
3: Oh yeah, that was—I don't even think we've ever talked about us hiding in the basement. <laughs> well, no, the, that was the
6: the bullshit corner. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there's number two. There we go. Yeah, it
4: is. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a legit name. You can't really call it anything yeah. else. So, uh,
2: it, beca- it would by- it would kind of sound weird calling it the BS corner. You know?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I stand by the bull poopy. like a bad baseball bullpen
4: yeah Yeah. it's like you have the worst pen in majors and they just call you the bull poopy
1: so um when you did your podcast and you started introducing interviews uh other people on the show um is it is it tough to sort of modulate and and switch around and interact with somebody else or is it uh you guys just sort of pounce on prey uh we, we got real lucky
6: early on where like the people we interviewed were other podcasters and we just got lucky and
3: hit it off each every time. Yeah. So yeah, there's like, like a handful a fourth person. You can, you can kind of tell if you ever look back, like the people we hit it off with, we've tried and get back at least once a year and mm-hmm. we like, and that's most of them. And then the ones that we don't hit it off with, we either only do it the one time or yeah. And, um, so yeah, yeah, we just got lucky. In that. Like at the very early stages, I was the I'm the one who goes out searching for guests, and I just would really hone in on trying to find people who kind of sounded like they would be on our show, like be a part of our own podcast, mm-hmm. regardless of if they were guessing or not. And it was really like when I'd ask people on Facebook to be like, give me like a brief like give me your one-liner of what your show is so I get an idea. And if they put something about drinking alcohol, I was like, we're going to have a good time. (laughs) Like, that's... Like, if you're promoting the fact that you're going to be drinking alcohol, that's us. Like, that's what we do. Like, so, like, because this was... The podcast was our way to... For the three of us to hang out together and talk in life after college Mm -hmm. because, you know, as opposed to growing apart as friends, we forced ourselves to keep going with the podcast. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so it really is just having fun with the guys. And so anyone that sounded like it was a similar idea, mm-hmm. that's what we
1: did. So you're it, looking for people who, who uh, you would share a drink with?
3: Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, basically, because the whole idea of the podcast was sit down with us in the living room and share a drink while we just say stupid things like that's really it so <laughs> it's it was i think interviewing is a little bit harder for us now and you can kind of tell in
4: the episodes um it was easier with podcasters because they usually have more free time especially like smaller ones and stuff but so we could like sit and zoom and talk for like half an hour and kind of get a little bit of a chemistry before going in mm-hmm. and then we would hit record and it yeah, would just kind of run from there but now it's like interviewing like celebrities and musicians and stuff like that like they they have a time frame and it's like we have an hour our shows are usually about an hour so we don't have that time to sit down and try to really get to know someone
3: also when you're interviewing celebrities like you can't be like hey are are we drinking during this like you kind of just go with whatever (laughs) they do or say and we always have like our drinks next to us and be like if they (laughs) say something or do something or have a sip of something or start smoking weeds or something yeah. w- then we go, Oh, okay. This is the kind yeah. of thing that if we're someone, doing. If now. you now. hear the three
4: beer speech. can tabs pop open. Yeah. And- well, <laughs> yeah. we
3: don't like, it's not like I go up to like, I don't know, like Larry Hank and then go, Larry, uh, just to let you know, you can get hammered during this, uh, yeah. d- during <laughs> the interview here and we'll get hammered with you. And who knows how this interview is going to turn out? Like you can't do that. So <laughs>
2: yeah, you gotta be careful with that kind of thing. Cause, but you know, yeah, if you interview Tommy Chong, you know which direction that's oh, gonna be yeah. go. we just we
4: just
6: did last
3: week. Yeah. I'm so yeah. upset I missed that's that That's coming out I mean, so by the time this comes out, it will have just come out. It comes out Wednesday. So That is awesome, are, guys. We are very excited for that. Yeah, and I'm but that, that was weird because he didn't start smoking weed until about halfway through. And again, we knew he was probably gonna be smoking weeds, but we didn't want to like egg him into smoking weed or anything, or <laughs> egg him into doing something stupid. It's Tommy
4: Chong. He's been doing it for a while. He knows when the <laughs> right time is.
3: Yeah, and so all because he's probably
2: because like, he's probably also feeling you guys out to see what your guys would reaction yeah. would be.
5: Yeah,
2: and it's so, a lot of times when you interview folks, it's a two way street to feel what they're like. Also, if they're cool, if they're not, and because you know we've talked to some folks on the show where it's been you know real tight. And, you know, oh, what's this person like? And then all of a sudden something cracks and we have some of the best conversations ever and everything. And that's the cool thing about, you know, interviewing a different person every week and stuff like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. We've had some good ones where it has start, like our, for example, our interview with Larry Hank. And also that's our first celebrity interview. So we were all very nervous. And <laughs> the intro to that is very uncomfortable, like because we're <laughs> we're trying to get the feel for it still and about halfway through it kind of clicked and it really hit off, off when you asked a good question and he was
4: like, Oh man, I've never had to answer that. And then he's like, to be honest, yeah. I don't even remember. So yeah, we didn't well, get a great answer out of it, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it like it released to that tension and stuff. And, um, but, yeah, and, but then you have, we've had some interviews that you know the person we ask the questions and we try and joke around and have fun, and the person's giving us like one line answers, and we're like, all right, like nothing more in depth because I've run through my questions, and it's been fifteen minutes, like it's like talking <laughs> to Nick, yeah, I don't even what <laughs> Nick, Nick's personality reminds me of the plank from Ed Ed Ned oh like. God. <laughs>
1: I just walk around as an encyclopedia. That's all I do. I, I have to ask, where did the name of the show come from? You hate to see it. That's not <laughs> Nick uh, always explains it incorrectly. <laughs> that's yeah, why uh, I wasn't even going to say
4: anything. <laughs> that's why I
6: didn't speak. Thanks, Adam. Um, it was just a thing I said a
4: lot during college. Like Something little would happen, something stupid, and like my roommate would come in and like, complain about a class, and I'd just be like walking out of the kitchen, go into my room and be like, well, you hate to see it, and I'd just go into my room. Like, I say one sentence to you and it's, ah, oh, you hate to see it. Your day sucked. And then just walk away. <laughs> and then we kind of tried to start with the, uh, like, it was like we named it You Hate to See It because, like, we just got super hammered. It's like, oh, you hate to see, uh, three babbling idiots drunk.
3: Yeah just talking we tried about to give an explanation to it it was going to be like of the show and yeah, it never it, was it never works like, it's just
4: it stuck it was something i always said we couldn't come up with a, a good name that would be something that wasn't so like niche and you had to have such a very specific bad sense of humor yeah. to like go click on it and I think we wouldn't have been allowed on most
6: platforms yeah Adam's personal favorite <laughs> is no was we very can't bad. say it. I, know, I can't wasn't going
5: <laughs> to okay. Adam I wasn't well,
3: I'll tell you at the end of the show this is normal folks
2: really this is
3: normal for <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yes, you it what, is I'll tell you in the, when we're not recording what that name was but it was rough <laughs> it was rough it's and very very you, bad. you have very, to have very a bad. very specific sense of humor to like it
4: yeah, we we sat there like throwing names around for like an hour. And then, yeah, it was just finally like, you hate to see it. I said it all the time. It works. We just stuck with it. That's yeah, cool. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, Mike, I think it's time to find out where their real passions lie. So if you can't uh, tell by the by behind me, at all, I, you have to look <laughs> to my left. Most of the people who are listening, um, to hello, kids, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they 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 don't know yet. So we're going to find out what uh, what you guys are really into.
2: Okay, <laughs> folks, it's time for these young gentlemen to you know grow up and take a shot at the geek seat. So it'll be a lot of fun to see. If I've these lost guys, already, I,
1: Mike. Mike, they'll be taking shots all right.
2: Oh, of course,
1: I can. Oh Lord, I, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have, Give me a minute. I will <laughs> find shots. I have liquor. Okay. Uh, I'll,
2: I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jeff just walked away, and oh, he was oh, going to go. And yes, he just yes. went to go yes. get. You. I think. Officer, I think he I went. No. To, I think
1: oh, shots I, sound good. I, I think he just went to the package store. Uh, yeah, I think so.
2: <laughs> and we just lost Adam. Also, I think Nick. Well, so
6: yeah. I, so it's actually they aren't going to tell you this. I'm actually the star of the show. Um, <laughs> I think he has got to keep it down. They got to keep the ego tamped down or otherwise it's just going to run all over
1: the place
2: oh i have to do the same thing with mike gordon so it's okay yeah you know his gordon his his gordon goes right through the roof that's right
1: (laughs) my gordon
3: and his gordon well so the um
2: oh i like your pup
3: that's a rat um So, the only thing I have that I could take shots of is moonshine.
1: Oh, God, you'll be under the (laughs) table now. No, No, we've done it. No, it's fine. (laughs) It's We've all uh, had those days. It, it's it's not a requirement for this segment. I didn't no. mean to sound like it was a requirement. No, it's, a requirement. it's a requirement for it's us. But so once now. I opened the door, I knew that, you
2: know. Yeah, as soon as it uh, and uh, Jeff just took off, so I don't know if he's yeah. Oh, he's out. finding
3: something. It's there not go. in,
6: it's
2: going to be warm
6: and He's going to be knocking he's going to be knocking on my door in a
3: second <laughs> for a <laughs> bottle. <laughs> That's
2: funny. That is awesome, though.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, all the alcohol in Jeff's house is warm, so yeah. he's probably trying Adam, to find my, uh, It's going to be the Infinity Bottle. Oh, you should save that. It's not good. <laughs> the <laughs> the the save not it. Good. Save it until it's better. <laughs> the Infinity it's, Bottle... started every off with you, Crown. Every time you get a bottle of whiskey, you take a shot and put it into an Infinity Bottle, and you let it fill up with... How many other shots of random whiskey it takes to fill up, and then you drink it? oh
5: wow.
2: all right, let's get started, and Jeff can join in when he you know rejoins us liquor store yeah, <laughs> all right, guys, what was your favorite geek out moment?
6: Oh God, oh, I got it. uh, when we were at c two e two right uh, we were walking out, and I walked up. We were, we were walking out. It was after all. Oh, fuck you. We were there for like 10 hours. Exhausted. We were getting ready to leave. And I fell behind and I walked up, or I was walking past a group of Rainbow Six Siege cosplayers. And I fucking lost... <laughs> yeah. I lost my mind. Um, <laughs> there goes mine. Uh, oh, you, you, in- you've
2: already had two, dude. I've
6: had yeah, two? Then, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Alright. Um, but I, I absolutely lost my mind. And... Uh, I got a picture with them and it was just awesome. Like, because that's like my, probably my favorite video game. And it was all of the, my favorite characters and it was just great.
3: That um, is awesome.
2: That is awesome.
3: Mine was when I got to see Batman in real life. Cause I worked on the new Batman movie.
2: Oh, really? Gonna...
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> pe- awesome. I'm a production assistant, and I got to work on the new Batman movie when they were in Chicago.
2: Ah, so we just had to call him Pa instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is awesome. So you got to actually see him in the costume and everything.
3: Yeah, it, it wasn't Robert Patson, but it was a stunt double just because he used the wrong it, it name. Was, oh, uh, Rob <laughs> Bat Batten Bat. And Bat. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, because they were all stuck in London shooting because of COVID. Still. Oh right. Um, so they uh, and Robert got COVID like four times. It was wild, but they weren't allowed to leave London ever. So they just sent second units with stunt doubles out to do all the wide shots, and they were going to green screen all the close-ups in a London hotel. So I was on working with second unit in Chicago for five days. Oh, I got to, I got to see the Batmobile which you think is going to be really cool. And so you learn that they only actually built one Batmobile, and that's the one that is with Robert the whole time. Yeah. So the one that I got was a black Nissan with rigging up on it so the headlights <laughs> were in the correct place um, so they could CGI over it. Um, so, But I got to see Batman ride a motorcycle with Catwoman, so that was okay. Oh, well,
2: that's, <laughs> that's not too bad. That's really sweet. That's awesome. All right, Jeff. <laughs> Your question is, what is your favorite geek out moment? See, I'm
4: not like a huge, Surprisingly, surprisingly without our podcast is I'm, I'm the one that's not a nerd.
2: What are you so, passionate? What are you passionate about though?
4: Oh, I just like sports, but I don't think I've met any professional. The athletes. Colt, the
2: the Rams Colts game.
4: That was cool. But I mean, like I didn't meet anyone. <laughs> I was there with you. Well, that's fair. For when the when
2: the Cubs won, won the World Series for the first time, in
4: for... I'm a Cardinals fan, so no. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was actually one of his worst moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was annoying. No, um, I've I've met uh, Mark Wahlberg though. Okay, that was that was a pretty cool moment for me. All right, that's um, awesome. I've always I don't know I've always liked his movies and everything he's been in. I mean, he was Marky Mark. I mean, can you really
6: his rap? No. Yeah, yeah exactly. can you not?
4: And uh, I I met him in like the most random place uh so there's a grocery store chain out here called Mm hy-vee and he did an exclusive release to only hy-vee of all of his like protein powders and like protein bars and stuff and he came and did like a little like signing and stuff on the day that like it released and i just happened to be there and i got to like meet him and kind of walk around with him for a while
2: it was pretty pretty neat it was really cool that's awesome what was your most disappointing geek out moment
3: Hmm. For me, it's finding out that Stephen Amell has baby hands and baby <laughs> wrists. <laughs> oh really? So so I I'm I met him at C2E2, the same one that Nick was talking about earlier. Right. Um so I got to meet him and I'm 6'4, and I am a l- large human being. I walk up to Stephen Amell, and I shake his hand and it like my hand engulfed his hand. Like he had like he's got he's like jacked, and then it tapers down he's got like the really skinny bony wrists, which I also have, but then it's like he has like the tiny hands that go with it, and so like I shook his hand and felt like I was like eating his hand with my hand, and I was like. What and like he's like not even up to my shoulder and he like he's such a small man and you don't realize that <laughs> in arrow or anything <laughs> like he is tiny.
2: Wow! What about the rest of you guys, Nicker, Jeff? What about you guys? Most disappointing ge- geek up moment
3: when the Cubs won the World Series for uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh,
4: God, when, when Tom Brady announced his retirement and then pulled it back again. Oh God.
2: <laughs> that poor guy who actually got the football for for his retirement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh.
3: <laughs> I'd sue him. I would just whether I win or not, I'd sue him. I don't him. think I've ever heard that story. Wait, what? <laughs> we'll the talk off you. Yeah. Okay. It was a wild thing. Um, okay.
4: no, I think my actual like geek kinda of, I guess kind of geek so we went to a Ren fair recently, like last year. Okay. Uh, jousting was actually really lame and I really it wanted was. it to be cool. It
2: was. It was well, super lame. You wanted to see someone get impaled, of course.
4: No, I just wanted <laughs> it to be
3: better. Yeah, it was, okay. like, too theatric. <laughs> like, too Jeff, theatrical. Jeff, I think you would enjoy medieval times. <laughs> it's yeah. very kiddie, but you would enjoy it still. It's better than the Renaissance Fair.
2: Okay. What about you, Nick?
3: Oh,
6: God. It, the multitude of video games I bought, and that just turned out to be garbage. Well, that happens a lot,
4: yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, 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 that?
3: that's a constant time. What's that the happened? Keanu Reeves games? <laughs> Uh, uh, cyberpunk. One, cyberpunk, cyberpunk, cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah,
6: it's yeah that was rough. Cyberpunk was rough at the beginning. <laughs> I remember Battlefield I remember 2042 huge oh, disappointment. Oh, I hate the, over,
2: all the games over where you have to pay for if you want to get your character through a level or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like no, that's not Mass bad Effect stuff. Andromeda. Mm-hmm. That was that was disappointing. What geeks uh, you guys you guys out the most?
3: Marvel, <laughs> DC. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. D
4: and D stuff. I like D and D a lot. D and
2: D, yeah. D and D stuff is always fun. Okay, that's cool. Okay. What turns your geek off? DC Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: We should take a shot for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, that's, that's the funniest Funnial thing the th- two of us have ever done. That's the funniest thing we've done in a while. I'll join in for my
4: lame answers. For the last couple, <laughs> uh, okay. no, mine would be oh, LARPing, though. There's something, uh, no, it's Bacardi, it's gonna be awful.
3: Mine's oh. moonshine, though.
2: Adam, <laughs> oh. The look on Adam's face right there was perfect, right there. We I didn't even take
3: a whole lot, it was like a baby sip. Like, we should
2: have done a <laughs> screenshot right there, that would have been perfect. I'll do
3: it again. Ugh. <laughs> no, I I
4: don't know what it is, but LARPing. It takes everything I like about D D and makes it real, quote unquote. I just I don't I get it. Like if you're passionate about it, good for you. To me,
3: no.
2: I loved yeah. it. I loved it in the Hawkeye series where they were making fun of the That was funny. That was,
3: that was funny. It was funny, yeah. I don't yeah. think Jeff's seen that. <laughs> No. Jeff's very behind. Jeff basically waits until we all go, Jeff, yeah. we're taking you to see the next Marvel or DC That's film. Fine. Here's what you have to watch to catch up with. And then he'll do it. But. That totally yeah. makes sense. Wow, but in sucks. reality, my answer yeah. is not.
6: My yeah, answer is, I also oh. love the Marvel movies. Yeah, my answer isn't
3: DC, but just because Nick likes it so yeah. much. No, my real answer is like when something's like. Like Morbius. No, honestly, that won't Mormon. even that, that doesn't even kill it for me. The thing that kills it the most for me is like just the the stupid crap that follows the fandom. Like the whole I mean, really Warner Brothers right now with the whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, you've ruined two franchises for me, um, because they're stupid. For with the whole um right now with Star Wars where they're Throwing shit. I don't know the actress's name, but the new black mm-hmm. actress or the new Obi Wan movie, where there, where the Star Wars fandom is coming at her racially for no reason, like that it, it, kind of like. The, the,
6: there's a lot more to that than that. It's mostly just because the character is lazily written. That, yeah. my, my gripe, my gripe is going to be about actual Star Wars and things like. Yeah, where people
3: like come at the actress. In so, so an the, unnecessary way, like who, like that's the kind of stuff that kills it for me. Because I'm like, well, now even I don't even want to watch the new Obi Wan show anymore. So you've ruined it. <laughs> mine is actually an addendum to that,
6: it, or more of like the root cause of that is when shows like Obi Wan they end up have lazy having lazy writing and unoriginal characters because they're banking on the nostalgia of having Ewan McGregor back. Sure, they're banking on that so much that the basically took uh, the third sister from the Fallen Order games, changed her name, and just ran with it. And instead of... I'm sure people complain that she's black, whatever. That's bad. Yes. But also, the character is just lazily written and is a rip-off of another character from the game. They completely banked on Ewan McGregor.
2: Okay. No, I think it's I, just
6: irritating.
4: Can I have a quick, slight change to mine? Cause I think it's, <laughs> it, it's a little bit closer to home for me right now. Go for it. Um, dude. so I'm actually like just now in the past like couple months been getting into anime. I think my biggest like geek off moment is when I go to watch an anime and it just has that really like cringy, normal, like not normal, but like cringy, like stereotypical plot of like, it's a guy who gets stuck in a video game. I've seen like three shows that I wanted to get into and they all have that same exact plot. And I'm just like, I don't, I can't get behind you? this. It How seems like you re- make fun of us. That's fine. But there's like six others right now that are the same plot. That's why I've never <laughs> watched the
6: one.
2: Nope. Totally. understand that. What fictional character would you guys like to meet the most?
1: Um, or, or should we say what fictional character would you guys like to drink with the most? Ooh, that's even better. Good one. Well, that's yeah, that that's a different answer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, who I'd like to drink with the most would be probably be Deadpool. That'd be a sick guy to drink with. Yeah, that, was, awful, that was going to be one of my answers. Awful yeah. person to meet, but a great man to drink with.
6: <laughs> the so one I'd want to meet the most is Red Hood. I just I I love Red Hood. One I'd want to drink the most with Hal Jordan. I really, feel like that'd be, I feel like that'd be a very interesting thing, just because you have the military background. So that's all. Which that, version that, of Hal Jordan?
2: I was gonna say
3: the the Deadpool version of Hal Jordan.
6: <laughs> no, not the Deadpool
3: version of Hal Jordan. The comic. That's book just version. Ryan Reynolds being yes. Ryan Reynolds and yes. everything that Ryan Reynolds does. No,
6: I, I think Hal Hal Jordan the military would mean like just a sl- a lot of good drinking stories. And then you got the core and it, and then, you know, then there's the ring and God knows what that's going to go to after a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, John, John Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Stewart would also be a great one. Again, you have military drinking stories are one of my favorite things to listen to. Okay. And uh, that along a comic book line of like the Green Lantern core would just be amazing.
2: Okay. Fair enough. I like that. All right. All right. So
4: my, yeah, my Jeff. like two would be from, they're going to be from video games. Um, Rex okay. from mass effect series. Okay. Uh, he's always been my favorite character. And I think he could keep up with drinking with me, <laughs> which would be nice. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, my other one is uh, the, from the Borderlands series. I would like to drink to, with handsome Jack because handsome Jack is, if you actually understand, like, follow like his progression through like the second game. And then if you go and you play like the telltale series, you kind of see he's just morally off. Like everything he has a plan for is a good like cause almost. And like, he wants a good outcome, but he just goes about it all. He's literally just chaotic. Good. Like he just goes about everything wrong, but he has this outcome that he wants that generally could actually help.
2: No, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Let's look at the the opposite side of that. What fictional character would you not like to drink with? Or meet? Any of the bosses from Elden Ring because they piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You guys?
3: Um... I feel like Batman would just make me really depressed. That's kind of
6: where I'm at. But, <laughs> no, I agree. I
3: agree. <laughs> you're going to get a couple shots in him and
4: he's
6: just going to be depressing.
2: Martha! Yeah. Martha! Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was a scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Javik from Mass Effect? <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> I don't want to hear about how your entire race was killed. Thanks. Jared
3: Leto's Joker. Jared, uh, Jared Leto's
6: Joker. Morbius? <laughs>
4: just
3: Jared Leto?
6: Yeah, Jared Leto.
3: <laughs> I feel um, like his personality is a fictional character into its own. So. <laughs> Touche.
4: I Touché. feel like for both of you, another good one, uh, bad one to drink with would be Barry Allen, because he just couldn't get drunk. No.
2: He'd be like, oh, no, but he'd be, he'd be going. Come on, guys, keep going. Guy's, He's, he'd I'd be have, good yeah. for
3: beer runs. I'd have a DD and a guy to do beer runs. Yeah, like we're this is, mm. Barry Allen's. The All right, perfect. I
4: guess. Yeah, there are perks that yeah. I wasn't looking at. It would yeah. be
2: like Barry. You know, I really like that uh, beer from the Pacific Northwest. It's only available <laughs> yeah. Yeah. at this one brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be back in a flash. <laughs> Here's my credit
4: yeah. card. I'll be prepared to get the uh, answer the call that says your card was just used in
3: <laughs> Washington. <laughs> exactly. I have a drink that's only available in the in in England only and it makes me so sad that I can't get it here in America so
2: what is your favorite geek word phrase quote or pose
3: I can do this all day <laughs> oh, that
6: is- okay. <laughs> that's a really that is a good it's one so- one yeah. that comes on top of the
4: head for me right now is because I'm watching the anime fairy tale um Natsu has the most generic boring like line for when he gets so like the whole setup of the freaking show is like something bad happens and he's the one that comes in and saves the day and he doesn't understand his power like every time so he goes into every fight thinking he can just win because that's just how he is he always thinks he'll win but he always like unlocks more power but literally at the beginning of every fight he's like I'm fired up now after he gets hit in the face he'll get smacked in the face and he goes I'm fired up now and then get smacked in the face four more times <laughs>
6: got it uh so the the unironic the not like not the this the the I'm Batman but like not the not the one that like you see in all the movies that's like essentially a joke now it's just a meme but like the ones that are actually in the comics that like actually hold weight to it mm.
3: Uh, I'm a big fan of the happiness can be found even in the darkest of times as long as one remembers to turn on the light. Ooh. That's really good. Jesus. Jesus, Adam. <laughs> wow, that was deep. Yeah. What's hey, that from? <laughs> you're talking that's from Harry Potter 3. Of and course talking, it is. You're talking to a kid with depression, man. Leave me alone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. What is your ideal geek occupation?
3: Streamer. You're looking at it. Streamer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all streamer, is- or YouTuber, streamer, <laughs> or like, I mean, a-, a film producer, but I guess podcasting is a close second. <laughs> comic book reviewer, maybe.
2: That's pretty cool. That's very cool, actually.
3: Or maybe just, like, a I- game tester,
6: like that type of stuff. I have not I, and like. I uh, we got offered uh, to go into the city for a, to a comic book shop and just read comics, and like they'd pay us.
3: <laughs> they, they weren't going to pay us a whole lot they weren't so. going to
6: pay us a lot but still it's reading comics and Honestly, we get first dibs on like the good shit
3: right now my dream job is whatever can help me afford the $6 gas so that's yeah.
2: really <laughs> no I totally get that one <laughs> that I totally totally get Um, what geek occupation would you guys not like to do though Personally, just because
4: like I think it would stress me out and make me mad. Just like a game developer. Yeah. Or like a coder. I feel like just looking at that stuff would just irritate me. Personally. Not saying it's a bad job, but for me personally, like, no, couldn't. Being Doctor.
6: the social media person for a game uh oh, that's game awesome
4: review. Oh, but would that be that bad? Because you could just like pull a Wendy's and just like slam you everyone.
6: You could, <laughs> but
3: like but your company yeah. has to be cool,
6: like
4: yeah. like
7: and, Wendy's. And like,
6: when was the last time? Is Wendy's fun. cool? That's Com cool? <laughs> a company
3: is they, let's cool? them, they let the social media person get away with. Yeah, it. their social media team is pretty yeah. pretty cool. And what? also, their number eight is. Pretty when was violent. the last oh, time um, IGN
4: was cool? Game reviewers, I think game reviewers just have a horrible job. They're going like they will review games horribly, and then like they end up a hit. It's the same as like movie like critics and stuff like. I feel like it's just a bad job to oh, have. I'd love
3: to be a movie critic.
2: No, that would be awesome. That would be awesome.
3: Yeah, but yours might like be accurate and like, decent. That's true. I do have a background in that. <laughs>
2: All right, guys. Are you ready for your final question in the geek seat? Possibly. Yes. Okay. What is your ultimate geek fantasy? Mm. Uh, Nick's eyes just went wide. To awesome.
3: My ultimate geek fantasy is to take over for Kevin Feige. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Well, you know, I'm sure Feige was a production assistant at one point.
3: He was. He was a PA on the first X-Men movie.
2: See? You play your card. It, it right? can be
3: fictional, right? Like,
2: yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. It can be whatever you want. This is your segment, dude. I think just being, like, the protagonist
4: in, like, a video game where, like, it's all about you just being awesome in, like, every way, shape, and form.
3: Jeff wants to be the protagonist of Star Wars Episode Three. Like, sure. Really, like
2: <laughs> <laughs> the look I mean, on his face. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he doesn't. He's never seen Star Wars, yeah, I've never so seen that's. That.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever. Nah.
3: Yeah, I'll kill people. Sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
3: Dressing all black. Yeah, that sounds cool. Sam's it's coarse and rough.
2: <laughs> okay, Nick, this is all up to you, dude. I'm. Oh, I I think.
6: you got to top Adam's quote here.
2: Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah.
6: There's no topping his quote. His quote was good. I like his quote.
2: <laughs> That's your God. ultimate geek fantasy then. God,
6: I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to have to pull a spelling bee. Can I get that in a sentence?
3: Uh, <laughs> Nick, just put on your helmet and go from there. Put on my helmet. Yeah.
6: I can't wear my, Jeff, headset with my Nick own. Nick would
3: be a Spartan in the three
6: hundred.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't that would be, would be bad.
6: Yeah, I, I no, that's not. That's not a bad idea. Like, just like being a. I like Jeff's idea of being the main character, but like maybe not the main character. The. I want to be the, uh, buddy cop in like one of those things, like the not not the side. Perfect. Thing, like I can the be the protagonist. Movies.
4: And yeah. you could be the well, yeah, you're tubby, so that would work out perfectly. You well, show like, up on screen, and everyone th- would get... think
6: think Garris from Mass Effect, and that's that's my dream.
3: But you're the I'd, size of the. I little... definitely was thinking like you were going to be Ben Stiller and Starsky and Hutch or something. Like... I've never seen that. <laughs> that's <a> disappointing. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I've just seen never, that one, Nick. I I'm never seen actually
1: Starsky and Hutch.
2: This actually just took an awkward moment. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> when they say they've seen it, they mean the movie, right? They've never seen the show, right? Uh, Correct.
2: Nobody. My, my dad used to watch the show, so
1: like I uh, have. Okay, likely. okay. You guys are way too young. Yeah, yeah. dude. i I couldn't.
3: Go. I have seen every episode of MASH and most of Hogan's Heroes. I'm good. <laughs> No, <laughs> well,
4: I have. I did watch a lot of MASH. MASH what? is so good. Oh, I watched they, it like, all through. Oh. Chuck Norris' uh, Walker, Texas Ranger? Watched a can bunch I, of that growing I, up. And can a I bunch of... John
6: Wayne in a John Wayne movie? I was just about to say, I was like, yeah, John uh, Wayne uh, and yeah. a John I'll Wayne just, movie. Oh, yeah. That's honestly <laughs> probably it.
3: That is awesome, guys. I'd well, like to go to Bonanza and then kill everyone on that show because I hate that show with a passion. Well, that got dark really quick. Wow. Yeah.
2: And before it goes any darker, I got some good news for you guys. You've made it through the geek seat. Congratulations. It's time
1: for another shot. All I right. I think it's stay.
2: another shot for you guys. Yeah, Michael Gordon, good. tell the young men what they've won.
1: I think they're still standing. So, um, Yeah, I am, sadly. But. They have won a lifetime subscription to the ESO network a value easily worth $82.04 <laughs> oh, which no. probably you know by the time they split it and it gets down to earth you know it's going to be about half 50,
2: 50 cents
1: half a <laughs> tank of gas between it's going gonna, gonna to be worth yeah, that one far. Canadian penny yeah. <laughs> uh, guys it's been amazing having you on the show um, where can people check out your show Uh, we are available
3: at Y O U H 82 C I T wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And if you look us up on the social media or a podcasting platform and we're not there, that means it wasn't worth it. So probably, yeah,
2: (laughs) they're not worth your time, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're not cool enough for us. So. Well, we will even have a sh- link in the show notes so that people can just click on it and go right to you and check out your show. Please we do. Thing.
4: We need it. We're still trying yeah. to monetize this after two We and have and a, a half Patreon.
3: <laughs> go to our Patreon. <laughs> Adam <laughs> needs Monet- help.
2: Monetize. Guess. Yeah, right. Come on, guys.
4: Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hobby at this point.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and well, my, my, it. my wife calls it our very expensive hobby, so it's okay. You know.
8: It's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
8: that I is awesome, <laughs>
2: Oh, exact. Oh, trust me guys, look at this See, I have, <laughs> I have all those pop, But then I have all those too Oh, oh
3: yeah, yeah. yeah so. I, I had to get rid of all, a bunch Of my stuff when I moved in with my fiance So
2: I do understand Well, yeah, gentlemen yeah. Thank you guys so, so much for joining us Let's take a quick break And we will be back in a moment And we are going to be talking about The Adventures of Priscilla Queen of the Desert
7: This is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. I don't know about the rest of you, but I've just been having a ton of fun this summer movie season. It feels so good to have life return back to something close to normal with new movies coming out every other week or sometimes... Even every week, all these blockbusters on the big screen, and I've just been having a blast. And we're not even halfway through yet. There's plenty to come. We have two heavy hitters coming out in the next couple weeks, which are, of course, Jurassic World, Dominion, and Lightyear. I'm really excited for Jurassic World, Dominion. I mean, the fact that you have big dinosaurs on a big screen appeals to the kid and all of us. And it's been fun to watch the different versions of of the Jurassic Park franchise over the years. I like that this one looks to be sort of a finale that you're bringing in some of the newer characters and also the legacy characters. And I mean, you really can't get more epic a concept than this. Basically, dinosaurs are throughout the entire world at this point. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see on the big screen. And it has the potential to be perhaps the top grossing movie of the summer. I feel like a lot of my predictions have already kind of gone out the window because, I mean, who foresaw that Top Gun Maverick would be a ridiculously big hit, and I wasn't even particularly looking forward to it, and it's one of my favorite movies that I've seen at the theater in a long time. So anything is possible in summer movie season, and that's part of the fun. I'm a little bit more cautiously optimistic for Lightyear. I mean, I love the Toy Story movies, like all the characters like Woody and Buzz Lightyear, and... I'm curious to see how this one works, where you take a character who's a toy in Toy Story, but then tell the so-called real story of Buzz Lightyear and his adventures in space. Could be good. Could be a case of the content being stretched too far, but usually Pixar does a good job with their animation. And, you know, I'm never going to complain about seeing sci-fi on the big screen. So hopefully this one will be a good time. That's it for this week's Box Office Buzz. If you're looking for more entertainment-related content, be sure to check out my blog over on the ESO Podcast website.
3: Modern Musicology is a podcast covering topics on rock and pop, ranging mostly from the 70s,
9: 80s, and 90s, with occasional excursions into the 60s and aughts, and even occasionally the 2010s. Anything is fair game. Classic rock, R&B,
3: folk, punk, prog, rap, metal, and way more, with two Americans... One Brit, a ton of fun, and a healthy dose of cynicism.
2: They're ready for stardom. They're ready for fame. They're ready for their close-up. Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. This is the story of three hard-working guys. What kind of cabaret
0: do you do? We dress up in women's clothes and parade around, mouthing the words to other people's songs. Who are about to discover... Ta-da!
2: Been asked to do a show out of town? How long is the run? Four weeks. ...that hitting the road is hard.
8: I hereby christen this budget Barbie camper Priscilla, queen of the desert.
2: Especially in heels. Sorry. <laughs> Along the way, they'll discover surprises.
5: It's Gabardine. I haven't seen Gabardine for years.
2: Uncovers secrets. Is it true that her real name's Ralph?
4: I'm
9: gonna smack his face so hard.
2: And learn that with friends like
9: these... How long have we been on the road? Four and a half hours.
2: Life's never a drag. What's happening?
7: Um, I don't know.
2: Oh, my God.
7: Where are we? You got us into this, and I suggest you start thinking about how to get us back. I mean, who runs this
9: bloody hotel in the middle of nowhere anyway? My wife. I'm married. This is getting too weird. Come on, girls. Rehearsal time. Haven't got any kids stashed
8: away out there as well, have you? Mr. Bellrose? Yes? It's a boy. You actually
7: make money by dressing up like a woman. Oh,
0: sure. You can make a fine living in a pair of heels.
2: Prepare for a comedy that just may change the way you think.
8: Tony, Adam, this is Mr. and
2: Mrs. Spencer. Hello. The way you feel. Who taught you to waltz? My wife. And most of all, Aren't we fabulous? The way you dress. How many times do I have to tell you green is not your color? (laughs) The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert.
0: Um, do you have the Texas Chainsaw Mascara?
8: Now
2: there's a gentleman. Welcome back to Earth Station One. Now it is time of the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Darren. Did
4: you call? Did you call, darling? You said <laughs> I queen. did. You said queen. I'm here. I'm here.
2: <laughs> I know. I figured you'd be here ready for it, and we're going to go am. through the desert. Ready for a bus ride?
4: I am ready for the best bus ride ever filmed, ladies and gentlemen. Um <laughs> Uh, first of all, happy Pride Month! Woo! Yay! Woohoo! Second of all, everybody be careful out there, because people be crazy. So be careful. Watch yourselves. Mm, Things are crazy, crazy right now.
0: Long.
4: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gotten really weird this year. I don't know what the heck is going on, but uh, yeah, there's stuff going down. We're here to talk about The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. This is a film that came out in 1994. It was a sleeper hit, because it didn't get a lot of press until... It started to win some awards over in uh, France at that Cannes Film Festival. that You might have heard about that. It's yeah. kind of an important <laughs> film festival. And it stars two relative unknowns at the time and one very well-known actor. And they all became pretty much genre actors that we go to in roles today. So we're going to start off with uh, the movie. It starts off with uh, Mitzi Delbra. Who is our first drag queen? Who is singing a lovely song um, <laughs> called "I've Never Been I'm to been
2: Me"? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I remember that song.
2: I do remember that song, and I, even back then, it made me want to throw up. By yeah. the way,
4: if you don't have a, a gay movie soundtrack, this is an essential. You must have this soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack is pretty much awesome the entire way through. And he does. He does a. He does a, uh, you know, a standard drag uh, performance. And he's joined on stage briefly in some instances by uh, Adam Whiteley, who is Felicia Jolly Goodfellow. That's her drag name. And in not wearing a lot, Adam, he, he doesn't wear a lot as Felicia. He likes to show the skin. He's got a nice body, shows it off. This is what happens when you have a buffed up man doing drag. It's kind of like... She looks pretty but there's something just muscularly off about her.
1: She yeah. got man hands, boy. Yeah, man hands. <laughs> you know, you hands. know I got to tell you when this is the first time I've watched this this weekend. So. Oh, really? Right? Wow. So, you were yeah, a
5: virgin.
1: I, I was. I was. So, um uh yes, I have seen the light. Um uh but I, what I found interesting, well, I couldn't like I thought that um for the longest time, I didn't know that uh, his, the character's name was Felicia. Mm-hmm. I just thought that Bernadette kept just saying "by Felicia" or "okay Felicia," like as a like a, as a term of endearment, if you will, mm-hmm. rather than like um, her uh, the actual name.
4: Yeah, no her her name was really Felicia. The "by Felicia" stuff started after this movie
1: yeah like that's way just, that, after this movie. yeah that's that's the thing about like seeing it as late as I have mm-hmm. because like all the some of the stuff that either came from this movie or came certainly afterwards from other things mm-hmm. i'm 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 embedding into this movie when I watch it so yeah
4: it's 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 a uh in fact i I just looked it up just so we can have this for the reference By Felicia is a line spoken by ice cubes character Craig in the popular nineteen ninety five comedy film Friday ah so by Felicia did not even come from this movie. Although there are many times when both Mitzi and Bernadette wanted to tell <laughs> Felicia, go away. They locked him out of the bus at some point, which
1: I found. Was yeah, hilarious. Yes. It, it, it really did sound like a, you know, a term of endearment or something that in that tone, that mm-hmm. same tone that I've heard people say by Felicia. It seemed like they were using it that way as well.
2: Oh, and I just loved when they locked him out of the bus. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
4: Too much performing all day long. Stop it. Turn it off. Um, and we, uh, Mitzi doesn't have a great performance, and so uh, you get the feeling that um, she feels trapped. Mitzi slash Tick feels yes. trapped here, and she gets a phone call, and it's from a mysterious person who invites her to come out to Alice Springs. They are in Sydney. Alice Springs is basically Kansas.
2: Oh, dude! New York, if Liter- longer, longer, because yeah. literally Australia is basically the whole population of the country is basically in the coast, right? On the coastline. And Alice Springs is almost dead center yep. in the country, in the middle of the desert.
4: There's a whole lot of nothing between Sydney and them once you get past suburbia. And so Tick takes up the offer to go to Alice Springs for a month to do some shows and he calls his friend um, Bernadette Bassinger, who is our third queen as part of the group. And he calls and Bernadette is – and this is what I love about Australian film. You never know where it's going to go. No. You don't have a clue where they're going to go with anything. And Bernadette reveals that Trumpet just died. And the first time I saw this song like, Trumpet, Trumpet's the cat, Trumpet's right. the dog. <laughs> What and then and then we're at a funeral, like a full fledged funeral with a human sized coffin. Like, Trumpet was a person, okay. Trumpet was Bernadette's husband.
0: Yeah, her boy toy. Yeah,
4: her boy or, toy. Or, or whatever. And uh, well, how did he die? Well, he was uh, he, he he didn't slip on, on the tub or whatever. He was asphyxiate. He was. Uh, um lightening his hair, uh, bleaching his hair and asphyxiating it on the fumes. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. So he passed out from that.
1: Mm -hmm. And
4: uh, when Tick says, why don't you come with me to Alice Springs? She goes, you've got to be fucking joking. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm all for a break, but Alice Springs, are you kidding? And then it's revealed that uh, Tick also asked Felicia to come on this party parade, and you can automatically tell Adam and Bernadette do not get along at all. No. One of the famous no, no, no. lines, uh, a cock in a frock on a rock. <laughs> Such a great line. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, they get into a bus that Adam has swindled or cajoled these three Swedish tourists, Lars, Lars, and Lars out.
2: <laughs> Actually, he got the money for it from, yeah, from his, his mom. mom. Exactly. By
4: pretending that if he went to the country, maybe it would butch him up, and he'd find a nice country girl yeah, out there.
2: Fix exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, this will fix me right up, Mom. I'm going to summer camp.
2: Exactly. That was she, so awesome.
4: <laughs> she bought that line, and obviously, Mom was rich. Here you go. Here's money for the for the uh, the bus kid. Come back with a woman and a baby. Thank you. Um, they hit the road. After a big send-off at the local gay bar. And there's also the strangeness, the quirkiness of Australian film. There's this woman who starts her journey
2: running across, run Australia. across Australia.
4: And you just hear boink 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 as she's walking along. But then there's this big celebration of these drag queens leaving, which totally overshadows this press event going on right next <laughs> to them.
2: And it was funny as hell because she popped up at the weirdest points in this movie. You
4: never knew when she was going to show up. There's a lot of interesting flashbacks in this movie. that are, And I I love how they use flashback here. It is a flash. It is not long. It is at maximum like three minutes and then you're back into the present. It's not like this long drawn out ten minute like on Lost flashback. It's like here's the info you need to figure out what this character was all about. You discover that Bernadette as a child wanted the Barbie, not the, not the dump truck at Christmas. Oh, That
2: was so funny. Mm -hmm. Changing the labels.
4: Yeah. You, you discover through the flashbacks that tick is actually married and has a boy.
2: You don't find out that late till later, until later, until later.
4: Yeah. The the stuff about him being married does come up earlier. The boy is, is the, that's the last bombshell really in the movie. Um, then we see Adam with his uncle, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is going to get ugly. This is going to get ugly quick.
2: Oh, it's funny as hell.
4: The, uh, the Uncle Barry scene where Uncle Barry invites Adam to play with um his, his wiener in the bathtub. And Adam reaches his hand down there and then pulls the drain out. And uh, the suction uh, catches the man's scrotum in the drain and left and him
2: th- there. And he thought it was wrinkled. In, oh, before.
4: before, before they were in the water.
1: <laughs> that was so fricking. Uh,
4: and You can see how Adam is so like messed up in, in the way I, he likes to. What interact. I
1: really like about that scene too is that it it starts off with the like sort of you think it's going to be this scene that's mm-hmm. like the cliche of like yep. you know why mm-hmm. how, how did how did. How you did know, you
4: become the, gay? Oh, you were molested. Exactly.
1: How did you right. become gay? How did you become gay? Oh, it must have been you know, like you had you were abused as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Sexually abused as a kid, and that's so common and and it's and it's and cliche, I love how is It I is cliche, but it's also you know what what people who oppose it like use for mm-hmm. ammo, right? Yep. Um, and and oh yes, yeah. <laughs> this movie just tr- turns that scene completely around, and I'm like, man, that. I thought that was genius. I thought mm-hmm. like that was really cool, and I did find that about this movie a lot of times. That even, you know, it it was it was it was released in '94 in Australia and everything. It finally came over here. I think a little bit later than that, but um, but even even today, I find that it still is 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 very relevant mm-hmm. and and still twists a lot of like. Things around that uh, we normally like would just that people think are are standard thoughts. Oh um,
4: yeah, they're just trying I'm, to if, like, say, if I'm
1: making any sense, yeah,
4: it. yeah, you are. It's it's twisting the expectation of the audience in a way that you're not. You've never seen that scene before,
1: right? Because I've never I think seen it's the doing... kid
4: fight the child molester and win. You know, knowing full well what he was doing, full right. well what he was doing the whole time.
2: Well, of course, but you also had, you know, and it was interesting because Judy and I were watching this together and it's for her even had been probably close to 15, 20 years since Mm -hmm. she had seen it. And she said, man, things are so different nowadays. And I said, not really. really. We'll
1: get to that. Not as as different as we would like. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: This film seems very relevant to me. Very relevant today.
4: today. The only thing that's missing from this that would have helped maybe is they don't have cell phones.
1: Oh yeah, right. That's yeah. Right. well but then but then they would have just wrote in that they didn't they didn't get service way out. So exactly. They matter, just couldn't right? get yeah. a signal out
4: I mean, there. No, yeah. That
0: would have been easy to, <laughs> totally. to yeah. wave away. But
4: you, you don't <laughs> see anyone playing on their phone or looking to like charge up or anything or or posting selfies out in the back, out back, right. you know. So right. that kind of dates a little bit. But the the ladies finally stopped their first stop. <laughs> and I love that the first aid kit is the bar in in the uh, <laughs> yeah. uh <that's> hilarious. <laughs> Uh, they get to their first stop, which is Broken Hill, which is about, I think, 700-ish miles from Sydney. So they've been going for a while. And this is a place that is very much like to us um, would be like doing drag in a backwater town a of Georgia time. or Mississippi or Alabama. This, w- this was not the smartest move um, to, to exit the bus in full drag
2: well he lost um, I don't if you remember yeah, he lost he lost well, the bet. Lost the Adam, bet. yeah
0: adam's always pushing the envelope always always yeah.
2: so they they do a a
4: round of broken hill in drag the main drag in drag and then they go to this hotel in which it's very <laughs> there's a lot of christian symbolism just put it mildly in this hotel <laughs> the other line "Oh, get down off that crucifix someone needs the wood um one of my other favorite lines. And then they wind up going to a bar and the bar turns quiet as the ladies enter and they are in drag still at this moment and Bernadette orders and then a woman in a tank top assuming jeans underneath or something um, basically land blasts these ladies for not being the type of people that they want here. They should get out blah 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 and Bernadette turns around and Uses what we could call today some derogatory language to set this woman off on her heels, and all the men in the bar laugh hysterically because you get the feeling that this woman has been around the bar for a while and she's a regular. She's just a
0: jerk. Just a jerk. I don't think anybody liked her anyway. No,
4: exactly. It was
2: obvious that they didn't.
4: They they suddenly love love the girls and Bernadette for doing that, and then the ladies get drunk, which. You're gonna do when you're out of town? It's a road trip. Sure, get drunk at the end of the night. Uh, Adam slash Felicia does something that you should never do a, to a trans person, which is call them by their dead name, which is Ralph. When when someone transitions, and this is one reason why I picked this movie for Pride Month because it's got it's got L, it's got G, it's got B, it's got T, it's got everybody in it. Everybody's oh, yeah, very in. much so. There's a spectrum here. Everybody's in this thing. Um even have some questioning people in this uh, in this movie. Um, if a trans person tells you to call them Bernadette, you call them Bernadette. Uh, that's the rule. You call whoever what they want to be called. Mm. If I called either Mike or Fred and kept doing it, that's just disrespectful.
0: No, it's incredibly insulting.
4: Totally. So you don't do it. I actually um, got corrected by someone who I did not know was trans at the time, that they uh, instead of shortening their name like I did because I was in a hurry, they were like, no, no, my, my name is this. It's both of that together. My, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me – I'll correct that moving forward. That's how you handle it. And as long as you correct it moving forward, you're good. It's difficult when a trans person who you've known in your life comes out and starts transitioning. It can take you a while if, if you've always called someone Fred. To change and call them you know Olivia that can be yeah, it can be a brain changer but you should make the honest effort to do so and support your friends if you want to be friends with them that's that's my speech about that um
0: when it's also it's a it's an a- <laughs> It's extremely mm-hmm. well done scene. I mean, that's kind oh, of the, yeah. theme, the theme of the whole movie is how is naming ourselves, how we get to name ourselves, mm-hmm. how we get to be ourselves and how people need to respect the fact <laughs> that, that we've named ourselves and, and mm-hmm. take that into consideration.
4: And, and know, how we've and, chosen our own families to a point. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Because and, we haven't had much choice in the matter. Let's let's go back to and, 1994. Mary, what was going on in 1994? Do you remember? <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, what was going on back in 1994?
4: <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, the
0: AIDS I was in. Was I still think I was. I think I was. I probably went to the bars in West LA in 1994.
4: Yeah. The, the AIDS crisis was still hot and heavy. We didn't have the protease inhibitor drugs yet, so everyone was taking AZT if well, they got you did, sick.
0: You, you actually. That was the very beginning yeah. of, the, of what was called the cocktail,
5: mm-hmm.
0: where yep. people started taking a. a uh, uh, a conglomeration of, of drugs, drugs that yep. actually started making a difference
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but that was the very beginning of it,
4: and not a lot I mean, of people not, could afford the cocktail
0: no and
4: insurance wouldn't cover it, so I mean,
0: oh man, it took years and years and years for, yep.
4: for and so a lot it, of fighting it was, for yeah, it was a happen. it was a hard road back then, so when the the ladies or boys, depending upon how you want to uh to speak about at least Adam and tick. I uh, will always refer to Bernadette as a lady when they leave the hotel in the morning um Adam and Bernadette are still fighting, but that stops immediately when they see what's happened to the bus
2: which was horrible that was mm. just that was just disgusting when
4: when you when you go outside and you see vandalism and many many of us have had experiences with this if we put a rainbow sticker on our car or we have a rainbow flag on something or whatever. There is vandalism because they can get away with it. It's dark. It's night. No one's around. Let's just go mess up with these with these homos. It happens. And this this case was on a on a bright silver bus. They wrote "AIDS fuckers go home"
0: in very large letters. Very large. There's no red way you're going to miss
2: it. And no. big big red letters,
0: which of course
4: was the color of the AIDS ribbon. On top of it all, not that they probably planned that, but. Eh. We'll say we'll say the movie planned that, so because red would show up best on silver, I guess. And so suddenly there's a pall on the crowd, and it's all about how we we get used to all these constant um, slings and arrows, and people don't understand how constant it actually is. And if you get into a neighborhood and you're comfy, it can be kind of a shock sometimes when it comes out again.
2: Oh
0: sure.
4: Because you've surrounded yourself with your chosen family, now you're not with them. It's yeah, just he, the three of you,
0: you're right? And you feel very unsafe,
4: very unsafe, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So the boys uh, pick up some paint <laughs> and leave town. And well, uh, I think
2: that was at one of the first rest stops.
4: Yeah, that that but... was all at Broken Hill. Yeah, that was all at Broken Hill. They they leave. And head out, and it gets more and more rural as they go to the point where there's, like, nothing in front of them but road and horizon. And they come to a a stop in the road where it's, like, do we go left for the shortcut or do we keep going? And the difference is, like, what, two eight days. hours, two days? Yeah, it was two and days. Bernadette, yeah. without it's hesitation, dirt, says... Dirt
0: road versus yeah. a paved road.
4: Bernadette, without hesitation, says, take the shortcut <laughs> because she can't handle Adam for two more days. So, of course, what happens when you take a shortcut during a road trip movie?
2: Breakdown. bus breaks
4: down. That was the the one cliche thing that we knew was going to happen. It happened here. So the bus breaks down. It gives Adam a chance to repaint the bus. It's not pink. It's lavender. Um, It looks pink on film. Sorry, guys. It looks really pink on film. Um,
2: Big time pink.
4: Yep. Tick starts rehearsing. Uh, Bernadette walks off to go find help. She finds a couple of rural farmers who bring brings them back to um, the bus. Once they see the other two gentlemen who are dressed, one in a dress, one one has uh, lavender breasts and nipples painted on him, they immediately take off, leaving them there. So, hey, you can't you can't count on help sometimes. That's for damn sure. That's you gotta do it yourself sometimes. Yeah. And so they start. Uh, rehearsing that night. They're doing I Will Survive, which is a standard drag number that will always be done. And if you're in a gay bar, and I think I may have said this before, but if you're in a gay bar and you're straight and you get up to do karaoke and you pick that song, if you do not know those words, you will be booed out of the bar.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd do that song. I, I, I
5: have,
4: Yeah, I have witnessed this happen. So uh trust me from an expert, you will be booed out of the bar i didn't sing it, but i'm like, mm, that was something that was a special special performance tonight, and they run across or a a gentleman runs across them while they're singing that night and it is a uh, a gentleman of the Aboriginal tribe that actually owns the property that they've landed on and invites them out to um the camp out that they 're doing, and uh they perform their music for uh, our trio, and then the trio gets dressed up in disco finery <laughs> with uh, flowered caps uh, doing the Afro puffs and such, um, and they they do I Will Survive full-on remix with didgeridoo in the background.
2: Which was awesome. Awesome. And, then, and I loved how some of the aberrational folks were actually jumping in with them oh, and yeah. performing.
1: I, I really thought, especially after that, you know, we had our first sequence where well, I mean, and second, actually, because you know, in Sydney themselves, they were they were being abused. Yep. Um, but then the, the you know they get out to the out, <laughs> not quite the outback, but like the outer you know the suburbs or whatever, and they're getting abused there. They go out in the outback, and then they run across. Well, I think before that, right? Don't they run across the the couple that comes and then drives off because oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they uh, they don't want anything to do with them. They don't want anything to do with um, them. Yeah. Right. So then. So then, it takes the indigenous uh, folks, the indigenous, uh, the indigenous Australians to like they sort of bond because they they understand they're both marginalized people, right? Yep. So they so they 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 understand each other, and I think it's a really like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Actually,
4: it's it's one of those cases of you're repressed, we're repressed.
1: We, we should we, we should be allies. You. We recognize yeah.
4: you. We see you. We understand yes. you.
1: Yep. And that happens. And, and we and we celebrate each other's differences rather totally. than harping on. Now, granted, it's a best case scenario, but mm-hmm. it's still just really nice to see. Yeah.
4: Nice night for it, right? As the woman exactly, like, yeah. hops <laughs> right. through that scene. You know, if you're looking really closely, by the way, Terrence Stamp, poor Terrence Stamp in this movie. He said he had never done singing and dancing before. And it shows. It shows big time, uh, much less lip syncing with music on top of it all.
1: he's so good, though.
4: uh, He's good, but you can tell in some of these scenes he is just over this movie (laughs) and being in it. (laughs) And I I don't think that's him being Bernadette. I just think that's Terrence Stamp getting frustrated with having to do all these different things at once. And in the actual movie, you can see at the end of the I Will Survive sequence, Terrence Stamp takes a header into the ground at the end of that. If you if you look at it really closely, yeah. usually everyone's focusing on Hugo's Weaving's face, but um, <laughs> and you should because mean you should because like, it's yeah. amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, without Hugo, this movie, we would not have Elrond
1: as Hugo cast. and Hugo and Terrence. I think do a great job. Guy yeah. is good, but he, I don't know. I think sometimes like, he tries it, a little too hard.
2: It was almost like well,
1: sometimes Guy, it was Guy parody. Guy,
2: Guy, Guy Pierce felt like it could have been anybody. It didn't have to be him. And yeah. I know I, I've read and did you know some of the research that you sent out and such. And so many other actors were meant to play these roles.
1: Originally.
4: Yeah. These, these were mostly third and fourth choices. For yeah.
1: I found it really interesting that they're making this movie in Australia and they're trying to get X, Y, and Z actors name people. Mm-hmm. And people are like, just no, not, not touching they, it. No, no, they're not touching it. But across the world. There's another movie that's being made about drag queens driving in a bus going across country, and that's a Hollywood production. And their the actors are tripping over themselves that, trying to be in that movie. Chu Wong Fu came out after this. No, yeah. they were filmed at the same time. Were they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, well, the, tu right.
0: Wong Fu did did come out after it, but it's yeah. very soon after it.
1: Very soon, yeah, out, yeah. Like a yeah year, they were filming right? at the same time, yeah. and, and they think, oh.
0: think it came out in '95.
1: Okay. When the, the we're going to examine
4: like, that movie as well in the in the light of Priscilla, because I, I always think of Priscilla is the real world, and tu Wong Fu is very Disney-fied.
1: I, yeah,
0: so I, I think Priscilla is a, is a much better movie, frankly. Yeah,
2: I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, read, I agree yeah. with that completely.
1: I read an interview with uh, the director and writer Stephen Elliott of this movie mm-hmm. and and yeah, he said that while they were filming, they heard about Wang Fu that's going on over there because I was on the impression too, I was like, oh, you know, Adventure Priscilla makes a hit and then Hollywood, you know, casts on it, but it wasn't that way at all. Mm. Um, it was already in production and they got scared because they were like, oh crap, our little our little Australia movie is going to be buried. Um, so, uh, well, what did we really did, well uh, here, and they read the script uh, for too long, and they were like, "Okay, ours is totally different." So totally
4: different, yeah. Totally. We're, we're, we're
1: we're good, and we can go ahead. I mean, and, you
4: could say the archetypes it's, are it's kind
1: different. of the same, kind but, of.
4: It's, but it's definitely an American version. But I,
1: yeah, I was going to say because I haven't seen that one yet either, so Ooh. I'm kind of curious to see that just to get the because I do feel like it's probably more like. Hollywood eyes. Right? Oh, it's like, very Hollywood eyes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I, I bet the I bet, and you it know,
0: suffers for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It's very sanitized. It's very I, sanitized. I I felt that, you know, even though as I said, I felt like I was kind of going a little bit over, and he's still a young actor. I mean, you know, he was really popular in Australia because he's been on neighbours for like five or six years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um so everybody in Australia knew him. So it must have been a very big switch for everybody in australia watching him in this role um although we we in america just didn't get it i mean didn't i I didn't we didn't didn't discover guy pierce until he did what memento memento Uh, Memento. or la confidential
2: yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. um but then again hugo the whole time every time i kept on seeing him i expected (laughs) him to turn to look at the screen and go mr Mr. anderson so it's uh, well, like
4: but he, or, or, he or was about Captain America you know yeah, I mean, Hugo's exactly. been in so many things it's pretty amazing
1: it, it is awesome to think that those two guys uh, are just starting out their acting career meanwhile Terrence is like he's already played Zod like yeah. people have already kneeled but Superman has already kneeled, kneeled before, before him a <laughs> before a transaction, before he does this role and I think it's just brilliant that he mm-hmm. that he took it on and I can't imagine anybody else in that part I think he is He's outstanding in this. Well, they wanted Tony Curtis for it. Yeah. yeah I that. Yeah, from, from some, like, get hot. And Tony was like, yeah,
4: no, I've already done drag, you know.
2: But I know Tony yeah. Curtis did help with the, the script a bit, too, mm-hmm. and the story. So, it was pretty awesome about that. It,
4: it, it is awesome. It's I mean, so it, it, utterly I,
0: awesome. I think Karen's sort of natural jadedness actually yeah, plays helped. well, well yeah. with the character.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could tell Bernie's very world weary and just tired. Uh, and she just wants to exist and live in peace at this point. And mm-hmm. she didn't, she didn't
2: just, want to put up with shit. with any.
4: No, no. Well, she's been fighting all her life to be who yeah, she is. I mean, that's
0: all she's done. All her life is put yeah. up with shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's exactly. Just over
4: it. So uh, the trios in the desert and uh, the Aboriginal tribe calls the local uh, garage to have them towed over. And it's Bob. Hi, Bob. How are you, Bob? Bob comes over.
2: <laughs> hey, Bob.
4: He, he tows the uh, he tows the bus. That must have been a, like a huge <laughs> job. Gets the bus there, and we meet Bob's wife, Cynthia.
2: Oh, God.
4: Now, wow. Cynthia's problematic. She was problematic <laughs> then. She's problematic now. Bob, Bob is your standard trying to do the best for everybody in the situation kind of a guy. He's not—he's not hateful or anything. In fact, once he finds out what everyone does at the table, and there's that moment where, oh crap, what kind of cabaret do you do? Crap, we're about—we could get bashed here. We could get kicked out of this guy's house for being gay, you know. But Adam just lays it out there, you know. We—we we dance and we—we we wear women's clothes and sing around mouthing the, the words to other people's songs, and then Bob's like, oh, like the Lay Girls, which is, you know the famous Australian troupe of drag queens from back in the day. And, of course, Bernadette happened to be one, of course, because that makes sense. And we find out that Cynthia um,
2: was a performer, too.
4: She's a performer, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, was she a performer?
4: And, and so Bob persuades the trio to perform at the local bar. And um, Bernadette says something like, there's a, there's a woman wearing a frock out here made, of, uh, made out of corrugated iron. <laughs> it's like this is not this is not our people. We should, we should probably back out of this. And Bob's like, no, no, it'll be fine. So they do it. No one applauds but Bob. No one applauds but Bob. And then Cynthia
2: breaks out of the house. Well,
4: she she breaks out of the house. It's a very psychotic scene. Cynthia is talking uh Filipino um, to the cabinet that has been chained and padlocked. Like, what the heck is in there?
2: Because yeah. they they make it sound like it's alcohol or something. Yeah, like or yeah.
4: drugs or whatever. Yeah. And so Cynthia breaks into this thing, and nothing but ping pong balls come out. You're like, what the hell's going oh, on as, here?
2: As soon as I saw the ping pong, oh, balls, I knew like, exactly. I knew ball. where that was going. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I've seen those shows. Yes. <laughs>
4: Well, Cynthia enters the bar in her best uh, zebra cat outfit lingerie from Frederick's of uh, the Outback. And uh, the, the the trio leaves the stage because clearly the crowd is there for Cynthia.
2: Oh, especially because it had the zippable crotch.
4: <laughs> it had the zippable crotch and they have a cassette tape with her name written on it at the bar. They have to go in yeah, and this out somewhere. this
0: is obviously not her first No, this, this has <laughs> right, right, happened
4: yeah. before. And she d- she does a thing with ping pong balls. Bends over and then they go flying out to the audience.
2: Mm-hmm. That was the, I was pretty And she didn't, even, and she did not walk in there with any ping pong balls showing.
4: No, no, she didn't. they have probably been somewhere for a while. <laughs> Just saying. Nice and warm. Anyway, the next morning, because Bob Bob stops this after a while, and to, to the chagrin of everyone in the neighborhood, making Bob, of course, not very popular in the neighborhood. So Cynthia leaves in the morning. Um, she takes off from Bob, ending their relationship. So Bob has kind of sort of tried to fix the bus, but really he needs a part and, uh, the part is in the next town over. So he tells, he tells the, uh, the trio that, Hey, if you want me to come along with you, I certainly can. And so he hops on and becomes the fourth member of the trio. So now they're, they're a quartet. Of people riding through the Outback looking for home in Alice Springs. As they drive down the road, of course, sparks fly between Bernadette and Bob. They get closer. Then they stop in a, in a town called Cooper Pedy, which is a mining town, which is apparently very rough. Like, this place is worse than the last two places you stopped here. Right? So we had Broken Hill, and then we had Bob's little town, and now we have this.
1: The thing, that, the thing that you're really afraid of is the, f- the closer that they're getting into the center of Australia, mm-hmm. the worse things are. And so you're thinking, what's going to happen at the end? Like, they're going to the dead center. Like, like is it going to be just doom when they get finally? It's kind of the-
4: like Dante's oh. Inferno, isn't it? Every, every layer is Which another circle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, of course, um, Bob gives them the advice to stay low. You know, don't don't go out, don't do anything. Adam ignores this advice and doesn't want to go to dinner with the older gays. Uh, so he goes and gets into full drag, snorts some stuff, which you can see in the uh, video store scene, and he finds out where Bob is at this. You know, it's not really a party; they're roasting a. Kangaroo or a dingo on a, a ding- spit? It was.
2: It looked like a dingo.
4: Okay. Is that
0: what it was? It was. Hard yeah, to
4: tell. yeah. It yeah. was hard to tell, but I think it was probably a dingo. They're roasting this dingo, and they just have beers there. That's it, because Felicia wants a cocktail. i was like, it's beer or nothing, sweetheart. And uh, the the alpha male steps up, you know, and introduces himself, and then he notices the hair on Felicia's arm should always shave it. your arms ladies if you're going to do drag and uh, that's pretty much it so Adam runs off the guys are going to bash her and sure enough Adam runs past the restaurant where Tick and Bernadette are sitting they're like shit here we go again they leave the bar or they leave the restaurant and the guy gets you know, a big you know, whack on Adam breaks his jaw practically Um, and then it looks like they're going to castrate him by spreading his legs apart. And we don't get much further than that because then Bernadette shows up to, uh, teach this guy that you kneel before Bernadette as well as you kneel in front of Zod.
2: Oh, it was a great scene. It was a great, great scene. (laughs)
4: <laughs> got need by Zod. Yeah, I got need yes. by Zod. Not multiple, <laughs> <but> multiple times. <laughs> not even
2: just yes. need once.
4: And now you're fucked. Yes, indeed. And it it really spoke to the development of the characters that Tick is is pissed off and is just screaming at Felicia at, after this happens, and Bernadette's the one there to comfort him because I, I get the sense that Bernadette's been there. I have only, I've only learned to fight because I've had to, you know, this, this is real world experience talking with Bernadette here. And eventually Adam and Felicia make up more sparks fly between Bob and Bernadette. They finally make it to Alice Springs. Finally, they show up, they park, uh, (laughs) they park the bus a couple of them get off and, uh, Tick says, I'm, I'm here for Ms. Uh, Marion. I forget her last name. Um, and then, uh, oh, you can't pocket. Oh, we're the entertainments. Okay. And, uh, one of the, one of the guys says, Hey, Charlie, it's okay. These are the drag queens. And Bernadette straightens right up and Felicia says, Come on, Bob, we'll get you into your frock. They walk into the hotel. We discover that, yep, this is Tick's wife, Marion, who is a lesbian. Yes.
0: No, well, bisexual. Bisexual, Bi- I
4: bisexual, maybe lesbian now. Yeah. I mean, the labels can change.
2: Well, yeah, because well, the kid said, you know, I've met multiple of mom's he girlfriends. Said both, both girlfriends and yeah. boyfriends.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and more importantly to me, she's one of the most open and tolerant persons in the entire movie. Oh, she, yeah. She is, and she's also very
4: matter-of-fact, but she's also, like, always on. Do you know what I mean? She's like yeah. Adam in that perspective. Her personality is very like, hi, I'm me. I'm in the room. Here's what we're going to do. Um, oh,
2: very much even, so. Even
4: to the point where Adam gets annoyed with her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh, are we, are we sensing some jealousy because the roles have changed a little bit here? Uh, and of course, the other two, and I guess Bob too, find out that Mincy has a son that causes Bernadette to pass out <laughs> and hit her head. And then, uh, Tick is worried about Benji, who is his son, not seeing the drag show. Doesn't want his, him to see what his dad does. He's not ready to come out to his son, blah, blah, blah. His son's, I think, six, seven, eight-ish.
0: He's eight. Eight? They say, I think, yeah. He's- yeah,
4: I think so they it, said not, he's eight. It's not like he's young, young, but I get it. You know, he's, he's it's the first time he's really meeting his dad.
2: And he's one he of the can. coolest kids in the world. Oh, totally. He's, a, he's mean, a very cool kid.
0: Yeah, it's obvious he's been raised by Marion. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yep, this, this kid has seen it all. He doesn't well, it's,
3: it's like Marion
4: says, you, you need to drop all that drama queen bullshit if you're going to be a good father. That's true.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You got to do that. And apparently Marion called him not just to do the show, but to take Benji for a while because mm-hmm. she's hired. She needs some me time. Eight years with a kid with no break. That's a long time to have no break for a mom. Plus, In the running middle a of nowhere. Yeah. And, Not like you can take him to West Alice no Springs
2: is here. the middle of nowhere. Trust me,
4: it's like this little casino town surrounded by desert everywhere.
2: It's a little more than that, but
3: yeah.
4: But as depicted in the show or okay. the movie, we might as well yeah. just say that's what it looked like. We didn't see much outside of Alice Springs except for the outback and obviously the mountain scene. Uh,
2: yeah, there's <laughs> it an turns interesting. There's an interesting story behind that mountain scene, but we'll get oh, to Oh,
4: sweet. That. The, yeah. the ladies do the uh, the show, to, which is the best mix ever to finally you will ever hear by C.C. Uh, Peniston. It's wonderful. Oh. They become the flowers of Australia, the iguanas of Australia, the oh, emus so awesome. of Australia. They finally become the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> it's pretty amusing. And then at the end of the performance... Tick sees Benji screaming because the only, there are only three people in this packed house applauding for them. It's Marion, Bob and Benji. And Tick of course has to choose that moment to pass out.
2: Cause he did. He wanted to hide a lot from of fainting. The There's a lot well, of fainting. He, exactly. Yeah. He wanted to hide from the kid who, yeah. you know, he really was
4: exactly. So they, they eventually go up to the mountain and do the whole thing because Adam always wanted to climb Kings Canyon in a, as a queen in a Gautier original, but with boots (laughs) because he's practical, at least on that level. Um, And so they climb Kings Canyon after a nice day, you know, picnic and Tick is wearing his best Abercrombie and Fitch banana Republic drag, um, trying to look butch. It doesn't work. And Benji just tells him, dad, it's okay. You can date whoever you want to. I don't care. Mom does. And, Tick at that moment's like, Oh thank God, this is gonna be okay. It won't matter. Because earlier in the movie they asked what Tick is, and Tick says, I don't know what I am. He's 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 questioning everything. He's not straight, doesn't want to be called gay. Well, are you bi? He's like, I don't know. And I think he is what he is.
0: I like that about him. I like that they don't label him.
4: Exactly. He he is in a phase where he's just questioning everything. And that's not a bad place to be, really.
2: Not so, at this point much, in life, especially. That means
4: you're exploring your options. That's all right.
2: Exactly.
4: I, I mean,
0: you, don't, you don't have to settle on anything. No, <laughs> not at all.
4: I, I, I have um, a couple of friends who are straight, but there's that 1% of the time, and I don't mean when they were drunk, that they fooled around with people of the same gender. And that's okay. was was that was your, You experimented. It's cool. It doesn't make you one thing or another. You're just you, you know? I think we want to label people too easily in our world because we have to categorize everyone in in one box or another. Um, I was married and I was engaged to a woman. I've had sex with women. You could say I'm bi, but I haven't been with a woman in some time. So I call myself gay because it is the shorthand for everybody else to know. I pretty much date guys exclusively now.
0: Yeah, but, I like to. That's why I like to use the word queer, queer. because queer kind of covers everything. It
4: does. It <laughs> does. Yeah. And you can you can be queer all day long. Not all not all gay people are queer. Not all queer people are gay. You just are what you are. Yeah, a lot I of people like don't that. like to use the word queer because it it was a pejorative for so long, right?
5: So so, it was gay. People well, don't yeah, realize so, that. So it was so gay. Okay. So queer, is, is
0: queer is a term that that gay people have taken back yeah. for themselves and it is it is to me a badge of honor and it actually really frosts me
7: mm-hmm. when
0: i hear people trying to say you can't say that it's a slur and it's like i can call myself whatever i damn yeah. well please i have earned that right baby thank <laughs> oh, you exactly.
2: Me. <laughs> exactly or when you're in the uk and you ask for a fag <laughs> you know it's Are a cigarette excuse me? exactly so
4: yeah f- find me a comedy in the '80s and '90s, that didn't have the word "fag" in it, if it was rated PG-13 or above. Mm-hmm. Dare ya? Dare ya? Um, and and uh, produced by Hollywood. Let's oh, just say that because obviously, foreign countries their slang is different. What um, <clears throat> well, we get we get to the um, the point where the the shows are over, and they're going to go back to Sydney, but Bernadette is staying, and apparently she's staying to run the entertainment at the hotel in Marion's place or run the hotel in Marion's place. Yeah. It's well, just well, an excuse. I think she's it's like just the, just entertainment
0: the entertainment
1: director. The entertainment director. She's now. the cruise yeah. director, right? But really it's just an excuse because she wants to stay with Bob. She's yeah. staying and, with and Bob. what I what I really like about his journey, uh mm-hmm. Bernadette's journey I should say, is that you know he pretty much set she, she yeah. her ways, right? She, yeah. she is set set in her ways. And, uh, through Tick's journey to find himself, Bernadette discovers that she can take a chance too. Mm-hmm. And, on, and do something new and, um, and try out something at even at her age. And I, and I love that. I mean, I guess because I'm viewing it from an older person's perspective, you know, and I, and I always appreciate that, uh, that those storylines instead of mm-hmm. just having like, you know the the old person be like the wizard or the, the wise man, the, of the wise journey. one. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, the wise one who just kind of you know takes the young one on a journey. You very rarely see them learn something themselves. Mm-hmm.
4: And, she's and I like a, a chance like on love. That, I mean, she's, yes. right. she just and, and, buried her husband.
0: And it's actually a very sweet romance. Totally, yes, it is. Yeah. Absolutely,
4: yeah. So that mm-hmm. that leaves uh, Tick and uh, Adam. To drive back to Sydney. Oi. By themselves. So double. Well, with time Benji.
1: with
2: Benji, Benji too. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. They're taking Benji with them. And they leave Alice Springs and then we don't find out anything that happens on the way back. Because the next scene is they're back in the bar. The bar is like thumping because, oh my God, Mitzi and Felicia are back. Woo! And uh they do the ABBA show. Finally, we get an ABBA show. ABBA's a long-running joke throughout this movie.
2: <laughs> oh, very much so. You
4: be careful of any necklaces you take from any gentleman named Adam. Please. Oh, God, Since that was so fun. Um, they, they, they do Mamma Mia. <laughs> and uh, at the end, uh, Mitzi um, de-wigs herself and gives the creepiest smile ever to the camera. <laughs> and then we get the ending credits. And you think Marvel invented... Uh, you
2: know, yeah, and at the end.
4: No, no, they didn't. They've been around a long time. There is the person who um, was one of the uh, costume people, and we should mention that this won Best Costume yes. at the mm-hmm. at the Academy Awards that year. Yep, which is one of the few non-period pieces to do so, because usually costuming goes to a period piece. I
0: mean, it, it should have won for the flip-flop dress alone.
4: Alone. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was amazing.
4: The, the costume designer who who showed up. For the award ceremony, was wearing a dress made out of American Express gold card yes, blanks. Yes, I
0: remember that.
4: It was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> um, the, we get we get this whole uh, performance to Lisa Stanfield's. I think it was Lisa Stanfield. Hang on a second. I need to. No, check
0: it was Vanessa,
4: my, Williams. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. Save the best for last. Thank you. Save the best for last. And they're doing all the drag motions and everything. This is a true torch song moment. And then at the end. <laughs> We see whatever happened to the, um, the kite the kite that they were uh, using in the <laughs> Outback. And it's up with the monks now. And who could think of a better place for it to be at this point for the silent woman mm-hmm. to be with these silent men
1: <laughs> forever? The, the
0: kite is a blow-up doll. Yeah.
1: yeah I, lo- I love the after credit scene. I, I want to see more of the uh, Priscilla Cinematic Universe, PCU. Mm-hmm. Like I we PCU.
4: Well, Priscilla became a Broadway show. That's true. And, and is around. Still to this but, day, in some yeah. countries.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting because the cinematography in this movie is just amazing. Oh, well,
0: there are beautiful shots. There are.
2: Oh yeah, like especially when like when they're you know performing on the roof on the and, roof of the bus, yes. and the scarves are like flaying in the wind <laughs> and everything. It's just it's just gorgeous.
4: I forgot and to it, mention one thing about Cynthia. It might as be before we forget before we get away before. from her, we should mention that this actress had one other credit. Rita Repulsa in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie in the '90s.
2: Oh, that's right. That is right.
4: We we would be bad genre people if we did not mention that.
2: Well, it's in, <laughs> but it but it's interesting too because mm-hmm. the movie did get some bad press because of the representation of the Filipino woman in this mm-hmm. movie.
0: Yeah, and it it's, well, it's not a complimentary representation. That's for sure. No, no it's not. not.
4: I mean, she. We find out that she's a quote unquote a mail order bride and. She basically conned Bob into marrying her.
0: Yeah, she he was basically a stripper who got yeah. Bob drunk and and yeah. Basically, yeah, I was hoping her. for a
1: better life and didn't,
4: didn't get it. Think, right. Didn't think that he lived out in the woods. Thought he lived yeah. in Sydney, right? Exactly. So Bob honored his agreement. He's a man I, of his word. So I, I
1: did think that the uh, and and I'll, I'll, i the, I want to include that. I want to mention the Matt Baum analysis that you sent a link to us mm-hmm. on it because I, I love it his stuff. It was really good, and I want to put a link on it in the show notes so that people can check that out, too, because I thought it was a great. Um, and when they were talking about Cynthia, too, and like, yes, it is a, a very unflattering, derogatory uh, manner of a Filipino, but she does have a lot of agency. She is allowed agency in the role, and she has actually gotten uh, not, I wouldn't say fans, but there's some people that see her in a different light.
0: Well, I would totally. say, actually, I would see, she, Bob is kind of keeping her down. Absolutely. He, she's like, yeah. you know, go away. What? What? I, yes. I need to be free. I need to be myself. And you're, mm-hmm. you're keeping me from doing that. And she escapes him.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, look, if your wife is, is going and doing that at bars and stuff. And, and you're and not comfy with it. And you're not comfy with it. Then yes, you mm-hmm. probably should get a divorce. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you. It's you've, it's not
2: you've, going to last. It's, yeah, it's I, mean, not,
4: I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know the immigration rules, but I'm assuming he didn't divorce her because didn't want her to be deported or something. Right? Uh, could be, could be. So. But he
1: also like, like, I mean, you know, Bob's not complicit. I mean, he's complicit in this. So he is. I mean, he totally. wants to. He wants to have a wife. Mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. a proper wife, what he considers a proper wife, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't see a lot of his journey through this. But I did find it um, interesting as well.
4: Well, I mean, I, I think for a straight man to fall in love with a, a trans woman, that is a journey. Yeah, um, that that that's a big journey. But and we see
1: that from the outside. We don't we, really, get yeah, we, we, don't we don't really see get, it from you know his
4: that. perspective, hardly at all. Right. We see it from Bernadette's perspective, and well, she's one of the main characters, so that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So, I um, before I know, because we're going to wrap up pretty soon, but I just mm-hmm. want to get this out too because we we you kind of mentioned it before, but to me, the heart of this movie. Um, is the scene with um, it's so beautifully written with uh, Bernadette um, where she's talking to Felicia and talking about how, you know, we, we wanted to leave the city and I'm paraphrasing here, but her basically the sentiment is we wanted to leave the city because it was doing this and that it was horrible to us, but in its own way, it takes care of us. It buffers us from suburbia from like, all this ugliness. Know, like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think the way she puts it is the wall of suburbia is there to stop them from getting in and us getting out. Like, it's really like, it's really like a really interesting concept that this movie like kind of breaks down that, like it goes, cause that bus goes tearing right through that suburbia, <laughs> like, uh-huh. and, 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 and has consequences, but also that, you know, um, they find that, you know, you go back to the city is, is home. Because it is, as you said, that's where they find that's where they find their own family. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But they're way past even suburbia through most of this movie.
1: Oh it's, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. This no, is it's, like, it's it's like yeah, it's it's the sticks. Yeah, well yeah, and
4: they're trying the, to act like they would in Sydney and discover in some they, places that's acceptable, in some places that is so not acceptable.
1: I do I think that, uh, you know, according to the link you sent, um, I thought it was a really nice story that uh, because of the movie and the success of the movie in Australia, a lot of those places that are sort of out there um, and you would think would be really conservative or whatever, uh, they've actually... Uh, now host like you know uh drag pageants and mm-hmm. and, and parties and cuz they cuz because... they got famous for it That's right not... right mm-hmm. because they got because famous of the for being i mean
4: when, when they showed it. up to do the <laughs> filming here they didn't tell people they did, they just said hey we're going to film some scenes if you would like to be an extra in this movie come on down they didn't tell them what it was about so those reactions right. to everyone in Broken Hill. Those are real reactions from people who were not coached about what they were seeing or going to see. This wasn't like surprise. This was like what the what?
2: No, oh, no, exactly. You know,
4: exactly. that's why the funniest reaction was the dog looking inside. <laughs> what the heck yeah. is this going on
0: here? <laughs> yeah, it's, in, it's interesting. I was thinking about this that when I watch this movie, especially now from since I'm so old, Um, and have experienced a lot of life at this point this movie to me is very tame very tame but coming from you know the perspective of somebody you know a straight person out in the suburbs Mm -hmm. to them I'm sure it seemed extremely extreme
4: oh totally yeah this would have been this is culture shock for straight people
2: oh Oh, my god
4: they're, they're these three gay people and what are they not doing they're, they're, s- they're not having sex all the time. That's for yeah. sure.
2: I originally had seen this when I was living out in Seattle mm-hmm. and people were dressing up like Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. you know, for this movie. We're dressing in some of the costumes and coming and going to the thing. Some people even got up in front of the audience and sang along with it.
4: Oh, yeah. This, this totally has cult. Movie standard all oh,
2: over it. God, oh, yeah, very there's, much so. I've,
0: I've yeah, I've seen this played at midnight movie screenings mm-hmm. around, just like they do Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly, it was pretty awesome.
4: It I mean, it's a good. it's a beautiful movie with a beautiful message about nobody home. dies. No one dies.
0: <laughs> a gay person over, they do not go over a cliff.
4: No, a gay person does not die, die in the movie.
0: By, by anybody?
2: Yeah, there's or no mark. There's no one to martyr around. or anything like, in this it,
0: <laughs> If this was made by Hollywood, Bernadette would have had a terminal illness totally. and died at the end.
1: Totally. <laughs> well, well, I am interested to see what the Hollywood version of this is. Oh, so, it's fair. Uh, You're going to be like,
4: okay, yeah, you were right. Because the Hollywood <laughs> version is very candy coated and idyllic and not reality at all. And the Australian version, that's that was real life. That was This was a slice of life play, really, is, is what's going on here. Where these characters are actually complex and and have ah,
0: the real people they have some gravity
4: <laughs> to them right yeah. they they really have some gravity, and they do try to do some of that in Tu Wong Fu, but I don't think it lands well no it's, no. it's not
0: apparently. the same,
2: yeah. and you know they weren't perfect like when they you know were dressing as women, they weren't the perfect looking women or whatever. You know. And people were like, "Oh, wait, you're a woman or a man under there?" No, you didn't have any of that. They knew. You know, they looked yeah. like hot. Well, these are
4: these are guys.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it was it was I really interesting.
4: Rather tall.
2: Oh yes, he is. <laughs> uh,
4: Guy Pierce is rather built. <laughs> yes,
2: very much so. And it was like, like when he walked into the town and you know went to the video store and then went to the whatever it was that cookout or whatever it was. It's like
8: the worst part ever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you could tell right away. It was just like, yeah. it wasn't like he was a guy in a wig and a dress, you know, Yep. it's not like, cause you know, his forearms were bigger than probably both my arms together. You yeah. Know?
3: Yeah. He's, he's, he's jacked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it's one of those things you're calling it. I know it's called a cult classic, and in mm-hmm. a way, I know it. I know that, that meant is meant as a term of endearment, but I'm, I'm, I find it. I wish it was just a classic.
0: I wouldn't call it a cult classic. I, w- I wouldn't a call song. it a cult
4: because it was actually financially yeah. successful at the box. Yeah, it,
0: it it did really well, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just going by. I mean, somebody mentioned it just a little while ago. A cult classic, and well, and 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 Wikipedia calls it a cult classic as well. Well, so, Wikipedia's been so, wrong about stuff before. Oh, I know, <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. That, I'm just saying that some people are calling it
4: that. I, I could see people comparing this to a cult classic, but I don't think it meets. For me, a cult classic is something that does badly at the movie
0: theater, yeah, like Bob's Rocky Horror is a cult well, classic. yeah <laughs> well, and I then think it
4: finds an audience later. That appreciates it for what well, it is.
1: Well, yes and no. I mean, I think that is certainly it, but also the fact that it's you know considered a cult classic. I think it, because people find this like a novelty, and I mm-hmm. and I and I wish yeah. that that wasn't the case. Like this should this is just a good classic or good story mm-hmm. of characters like going on a journey and finding themselves. And as you as you pointed out, there's no death there's nothing like it's it's a really heartwarming story it should be something that you can you know show to your kids really right yeah. i mean outside of a few sexual innuendos there, there are some
4: sexual innuendo jokes that are right. certainly there but right. you can also get over those by just saying oh that's just how australians talk <laughs> right because there's and, a lot of Australian they do. slang in this movie <laughs> that it's like, what did they say? What does that mean? I have, I have to go look it up. Le- that?
1: Left, her, left her cake out in the rain? Is that what, uh, is that's,
4: that what you're That's not about? Australian slang. That's actually from a disco song.
1: <laughs> oh, so, that is.
4: That's
2: from MacArthur Park. Yeah, yeah, that's a 1960s song, dude. <laughs> okay.
4: Well, I, I well, heard It was heard turned into,
0: into okay. a disco song.
5: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff that you can look at this movie and, and see, and That is not going to be threatening the kids at all, really. The scariest part is Adam getting bashed. That's the scariest part. And even that, they
0: don't really show... They don't
1: show any blood
0: or
4: anything like that.
1: But,
0: I mean, it does start...
1: I mean, Tick gets hit in the head. Yeah, with an empty beer can or So it does sort of set a tone right off the bat, like, oh, there's going to be some... Mm -hmm. It's dangerous.
4: Yeah, it's dangerous to be gay Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, what these folks are doing is dangerous. Mm and it I, should be as, as we were coming on
4: um, I got a note from a friend of mine um, just to keep in mind um, one thing drag shows are great and they're at pride every year and they're beautiful and you should go see them and you should go see them um, with your friends and family okay. and enjoy the entertainment that drag is and enjoy the artistry of people crossing over, be, be they drag queens or drag kings, because both exist. And have a great time at Pride and be safe. Be safe this year, y'all. Exactly. And us
2: Yes. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with Creative Outlet and then finish up the show. I <laughs> am
0: is all about change. For almost 59 years, the show has gone through many regenerations. One thing always consistent is a sense of hope and wonder across all space and time. It's the dawn of a new era, and your friends at our station who will be here to cover everything to come this year and beyond. Please write and subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are found.
2: Welcome back. Now it's time for the creative outlet segment, and we are here with Dylan Gross. And Dylan, you got a great project going up on Kickstarter. It's called uh, Mara.
8: Yeah, you know we uh, we were pretty blown away by the support so far. Got funded day one.
2: It's amazing. You know, when I was talking to you know Kevin about having you on the show, and he says, "Mike, this is a really hot project. You really got to get you know Dylan on the show." And I was when I saw. Everything you know, you already were like three quarters of the way to your goal. And then within a day you were there. That was pretty amazing. So, but I know you guys have quite some time left and you've already got hit one of your stretch goals already, which is yeah. even better.
8: Yeah. We hit our first stretch goal. Um, you know, the, uh, the comics very popular with the uh, tabletop gaming crowd uh, because it does have some D and D influences. So, that unlocked another miniature for the table.
2: Oh, that is awesome. That is really awesome. So give us some backstory. how did you come up with the character and, you know, is, you know, what, what do you have coming up with it? Is it going to be a full series or is it just going to be a one shot? Uh,
8: it is going to be a full series with a definite end. It's not, uh, it's not your Spider-Man that goes on forever. Okay. You know? But, um, yeah, we're, we're planning 10 issues at the moment. Uh, Mara herself I came up with that character when I was uh, in the theater with my wife we were watching Logan and uh, Daphne Keane you know comes on the screen for the first time and has that uh, this very animalistic fight scene and that was when the, the character seed for Mara took root and uh, I I think I can actually pretty safely say that without that performance we wouldn't have Mara in this form the um, the inspiration is very direct.
2: That is awesome. Well, for those who haven't seen the Kickstarter yet, tell every let's tell everyone what Mara is
8: about. So Mara is a uh, it, we start off uh, with with your typical uh, young girl in a fishing village, and she's with she's with her dad. He's fishing with her, and um, they are about. Who have their way of life turned upside down? They're attacked for their river. You know, there's a water scarcity, and they have the only river around. Um, the invaders are not playing fair. They brought a demon with them, and uh, they are not a warlike tribe. tell who's tribe. the
2: bad guys yeah. in this one, all
8: right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not a they're not a warlike tribe. They don't really have the means to defend themselves against something like that. Uh, and their tribe used to have a tradition where they would have trials to see who would become the champion of the spirit wolf that they that they venerate in their tribe. But they haven't done that in a long time. They don't have one anymore. And because of that, the spirit wolf hasn't selected a champion. He doesn't know who's most worthy. So he just has to watch his... Uh, tribe get destroyed until there's only one left who is by default the most worthy. Uh, that's how we have this child gaining these powers uh, because he says very directly, She is not the best of us, but she is the last of us.
2: Gotcha. No, that's pretty amazing. And that is just awesome. And the artwork in this is beautiful, man. You know, it is really nice
8: uh, Rosie Wu is an amazing illustrator. And, uh, I think I can pretty confidently say she's gotten better with every page. That is
2: awesome. Is, you know, how did you meet her? You know, how did you hook up with her?
8: Uh, I'm a programmer, a software engineer by day. And, um, because I've done a lot of freelance work, I have some artist contact. I reached out to one of them and I, I offered her the job first and she said, well, you know, I, uh, I like comics, but I only do sci-fi. I'll uh, I'll reach out to a few of my friends for you. And uh, what she actually did was put out an APB with her art school contacts. So I got 15 emails that night uh, about the project, and I um, I really got to have my pick there. You know, uh, I narrowed it down to three. I I shortlisted three people, and I gave them each a contract to do a um, to do a concept art of the main character based on, you know, our conversations about the world and the tribe and the person herself and just how they interpreted my, uh, my script and my storytelling. Because I wanted to see what they did with uh, what I wrote and they were all good, but you know, they, the other two were going up against Rosie and, uh, it was unfortunate for them. Ah, gotcha. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, well, totally. l- l- looking at her artwork. Yes, that was, I mean, it's, it not, I mean, it's a perfect fit, right? I mean, there's the, the, the uh, story you're trying to tell the world you're building here. Uh, I mean, I think it just, uh, it looks like you guys just mal- uh, match uh, perfectly as a creative team um, and a true credit to all the creators involved.
2: Exactly. It's really awesome. And, you know, I wish you much, much success for it. So real quick, how can people find you?
8: So the, uh, the easiest way to find me is on Twitter. I'm, uh, I'm stuffed rock one word Okay. Uh, on Twitter. And I'm, I'm pretty active there. I'm also on Facebook as stuffed rock studio. Awesome. Those are two easiest ways to find me.
2: Awesome. And the Kickstarter?
8: The kickstarter we have a short link is uh, inked.pub slash mara
2: perfect awesome definitely folks if you want to hook into a really awesome project that i think is, you're going to enjoy the story a lot you know definitely check out mara it's it's going to be a ton of fun for you it's going to be definitely dylan thank you so much for joining us
8: oh, thanks for having me
2: let's take a quick break and we are going to be back and close up the show
9: Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take, I'm your host Angela, and this week this geek girl is talking about The Secrets of Dumbledore, the third Fantastic Beasts movie. Secrets of Dumbledore is finally on HBO Max, and I was able to finally see it. Overall, it was an enjoyable film. I am still sad, though, that a film series called Fantastic Beasts turned into a film series about the Dumbledore family. Since I really wanted films about Newt's adventures searching for magical creatures, with some of Jacob's story in there as well, because he was an amazing addition to that first film. But we got films about Dumbledore's backstory instead. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the films. I just feel like the franchise took a very hard turn on what many of us thought was going to be films based on, you know, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. So basically most of us thought it was films about Newt writing his book. But all of that aside, I enjoyed the movie. I love all the magical creatures that Newt keeps with him that always seem to help him in his plans. Teddy the Niffler is still my favorite. One of the things that did leave me somewhat uneasy was how the film shifted so much from the second one on the stance of Grindelwald. He was enemy number one in the second film, escaping from jail, Arr chasing after him, and all of that, and then easily changed to him being acquitted and now he's running for the minister of magic it was a weird plot line for him however mads did a wonderful job as Grindelwald. i will say that i did enjoy his performance overall i enjoyed the film but i was left somewhat scratching my head at a lot of what was going on since some of it seemed very thrown together and rushed it was still a magical fun ride with lots of amazing visuals But there were some things that did have me kind of going, what? Well, thanks for listening to a Geek Girls Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out.
2: So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank Darren for bringing us this one tonight.
4: Oh, you're welcome. It was Anytime. Fun. It was
2: fun sharing a bus with you tonight.
4: I love a good road trip, don't you? <laughs> I so
2: do. I so do.
4: Strangers enter a bus; they become friends for life. And and remember, our friends are the ping pong balls we meet along the way.
2: Oh God, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what an image. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're welcome. Wow. But yes, I agreed with that. Anything you want to shout out or promote, my friend?
4: Uh, yeah, Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com, where I talk with my friends about the Legion of Superheroes goodness that DC sometimes decides to publish. And, of course, <laughs> uh, the Dragon Con report, which we're doing monthly. And, oh, my God, we're less than 90 days, aren't we? Oh,
2: days. yes, we are.
4: Jesus Christ. I haven't even decided what I'm wearing. So, yeah, panic yeah. is ensuing.
2: I so. was actually thinking of putting a clock up on the... Uh, Or on the (laughs) DragonCon website. How many
4: days till? Yeah, Yeah. you should. You should. That way I can check it without having to do the math every time.
2: (laughs) Well, you never know. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And Mary, thank you as always.
0: Thank you for having me. This was a great one to talk about.
2: It definitely was. And anything you want to shout out about?
0: I just want to tell everybody, happy Pride Month, everyone on the continuum, everyone who supports everyone on the continuum, everyone who's continuum adjacent. (laughs) 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 You know what? You're okay. No matter what you are, no matter who you are, you're all okay, and we love you.
4: And even if you're not ready to come out of the closet
2: yet.
0: That is you. entirely your decision.
2: Totally, and don't be forced into it. Do it. No, you're God ready no. It. Do it no. when you're ready. No.
0: Nobody has the right to do that. You. No. That is entirely up to you.
2: No, agreed completely. And you know what? Just have you know, be yourself. That's all it's mm-hmm. about. And be true yep. to you. Be true to yourself. It should be more like it. So, pretty cool with that. So, thank you guys for a wonderful. LGBT, you know, episode and, you know, I actually look forward to these because it's stuff I haven't seen before or stuff I haven't seen in a long time. And I love hearing your, all four of us, you know, I love hearing our points of views because it's all, we're all coming from different directions, which is nice. And I really, this is weird. very true. And I, <laughs> and I, and I, and I love it and i really love it and i know you know by seeing our numbers you know i know you guys do too so you know i'm very happy to be able to bring this stuff to you guys and it's it's great to do that and we we'll also have to give a huge shout out right now to mr mike gordon who's half alive right now after a very long <laughs> road trip you know thank, um, you. thank you for for doing this my friend
1: no absolutely I, I like these ep- as you just pointed out, Mike, I like doing these episodes as well and doing them this month this time I think is is more important than any than ever but um uh, so it is my pleasure and uh, my shout out uh, is is directed at the reason why I'm so exhausted is because I spent a weekend in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, on Saturday, I attended Wonderfest. It was the first time I'd ever been to Wonderfest. its a It's been around since 1992. Um, but it is a uh, modeling hobbyist show. At least that's how it started. And it's still that in its core. So if you're really into modeling, um, props, movie props, uh, behind the scenes of movies, um and tv shows it's really really fascinating they've got some man they co- people come from all over with these models that they've built and they're just incredible hundreds and hundreds of them and they're all just outstanding to look at and that's that's the main heart of the show uh the reason why i went is because their main guest of honor was nicholas meyer who is a director i admire a lot um uh, among other many other things he he did one of my favorite movies of all time he directed and wrote. Um, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. So it was great getting to meet him. Also, seeing good friends like Anthony and Mark Maddox, um, and uh, I should say Anthony Taylor and Mark Maddox. Not there yeah, are a couple.
2: I, I didn't think there were a couple yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, yet, uh, you know. So I, <laughs> um, but um, uh, so it was great seeing them, as well as meeting some other people. It was really fun. And then the next day, um, I, I spent one day at Wonderfest. And the next day we did sort of a trade-off. We did what Michelle wanted to do um, in Louisville, which was to visit Churchill Downs, which is one of the most amazing places, uh, not only in the country, but in the world, because that's where the Kentucky Derby is held. And uh, they have a great museum. And we were there on race day. And we even placed a bet uh, on a horse for the first time ever. And of course it came in dead last.
2: Um, <laughs> so now we know what not to bid on and such. Wah, and wah. Like it. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I mean, not even like it was trailing like, I mean, I can't even tell you how far back it was. Um, so it was, it was sad, but it was fun. We had a good time and, uh, thank everybody there who we encountered and, uh, at Wonderfest, if you guys, uh, out there are interested in it, it check it out it it happens once a year it's a very small show but it's really really cool especially if you're into modeling of any kind and behind the scenes stuff and of your favorite movies and tv shows
2: that's awesome dude that is awesome i saw some of your pictures and you know you definitely look like you guys were having a trip up there
1: yeah i took i tried to take some pictures of the 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 models that were on display from the contest uh, entries but there were so many of them i barely scratched the surface it was so it, all the work was just amazing
2: mm-hmm. mark's you know given high praise for that show for years so i'm glad you had a great time going to it
1: absolutely i can see why they're all hyped, they're all hyped up about it every year
2: mm-hmm. very much so so very cool my shout out real quick uh, Judy and I went to go get boosted on Friday. We went for booster number, f- or actually booster number two. So this is our fourth shot. And you know, as always, you know, you never know what kind of side effects you're going to get. Everyone is different, and luckily, get that
1: third arm. You finally got that third arm. The, no, I, that third arm? I,
2: I, as of this episode, my new name is. Uh, B box, uh, beetle box, Z- Z- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to be, you know, president of the galaxy, so it's okay. But um, it. It actually wasn't so bad for me this time. And I had, like, a slight headache on Saturday because of it. But that was about it. But Judy got hit pretty bad with, you know, chills Uh and not feeling well and everything. So, she Saturday, pretty much, she was out for the count. So, But she's feeling better now. But I feel good that we're protected. And, you know, just definitely if you're over a certain age and, you know, you want to get protected even further and just... You know, there are people who, you know, and I hate these people who are... Saying, "Oh well, you know, I got my, you know, my shots, but I'm still getting COVID or whatever." It's like because you're not wearing your mask or yeah. distancing uh, yeah. or cleaning but your hands, you're
0: ending up in the hospital on a respirator with it. No, so.
2: exactly. Your lungs aren't damaged for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. or worse. And you know, and this is what's happening to the unvaccinated people and stuff. Still, oh,
4: totally. I and have a friend whose mom went into the hospital about a week ago passed away on saturday
2: oh i'm so sorry to hear
4: yeah that. Well, she she refused to get vaccinated
2: well exactly because, and, and like come on people and there's even a you know a fourth vaccine coming out it's called the novavax which is more of a traditional vaccine that they are the fda is about to approve and you know folks do something please we like having you guys around we like having you know you know no matter what your beliefs are, um, we were up in Chattanooga last weekend and somebody came up to Rosalind and, and went, You know, you don't have to wear that mask anymore. COVID's over. And it was like, oh, no. And Rosalind just looked at her and was like, um, It's far from over. Lately. It's not
5: yeah,
0: over. In fact, the, the rates news. are going up.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is the mentality that's out there, folks. We went to go see Weird Al and, you know, when we were up there, and I think. I could count on one hand the number of people who were wearing masks and I was among that handful, you know. And so it's just it's just crazy. What um, five days before we saw Weird Al, he had COVID, you know, so he had to cancel part of the tour. So it's just, you know, people are still getting it. Like you guys have said, it's just not as powerful and, you know, and it's not as damaging because we have vaccines. But still. You know, just be smart, you know. And, you know, so it's a little uncomfortable that you have to wear a mask to go into a store. Big frippin' deal, folks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's worth being uncomfortable for 15, 20 minutes, you know, instead of having to be laid up for an hour or two to, you know, to be in the hospital or in the waiting room or something because you have COVID now. Agreed. Uh, so, you know what? Screw it that's my soapbox for the night Yay! Uh, you, Yay! Know, you know so I'm not going to bitch anymore about that we got good things to talk about folks we got a movie review next week to talk about Yay! You know, you know the way we're going the dinosaurs will be coming back <laughs> 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 literally and you know what it's going to be interesting because next week we're looking at Jurassic World Dominion and it's going to be very interesting to see because this has you know I guess both generations of Jurassic World people and Jurassic Park and stuff. It's everybody in this one. And I'm curious, you know, you can't go wrong with the dinosaur movie, you know, and hopefully it'll beat that damn Tom Cruise movie. So, you know, that we're still wearing egg on our face about, you know, so it'll be very interesting to see. And you know what, folks? We hope you guys are doing well, and thank you guys for listening. As always, feedback at earthstation1.com. If you want to bitch at me about getting my vaccine, go for it. You know, if you want to bitch about us reviewing, you know, Priscilla, go for it. You know, or if you want to praise us, go for it. We love you guys. We're going to keep on doing this. We've been doing this for twelve years. We ain't stopping. Nothing's going to stop us. So there you go. So as always, we like to say on the show, thank you for listening to the Earth Station 1 podcast. We are, of course, powered by NSC TV Live. You know, you can check them out at nsclive.tv.com. Remember, you can find Earth Station 1 wherever fine podcasts are found, including now TuneIn Radio. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, Mr. Darren Noel, and Ms. Mary Ogle. Thanks again for listening. We will see you here next time on Earth Station One. Stay safe, hug your loved ones, and you know what? There's a lot of craziness going on out in the world, folks. Just, you know, be be happy with what you got, because you know what? It's pretty good. We will see you all soon. Peace, and we're done. Yay!